Nintendo. For the week of what week is it? I don't even know. June 29th, <laughs> 2016. I'm still in a post E3 time warp, and this is your favorite Nintendo podcast on IGN. My name is Jose Otero. I'm joined once again by Brian Altano. What's up? By Pierre Schneider. Hello. And a couple of quick plugs for you. First of all, don't forget, uh, NBC has a YouTube channel. You can find us by searching youtube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat. Just do that. You'll find us really quickly. Uh, surprise, we have a live show coming up on July 7th. What? We're very sorry for the uh, short notice uh, mm-hmm. to anyone who's interested in coming, but it is will not be live streamed. It is only going to be recorded live at IGN, and then we're going to put it out. Um, but there may be prizes associated for people who were not here. So just because you can't come doesn't mean you may not have a chance to win something i'll expand on that next week when we have one mm. more week to go so it's basically it's a meet and greet right in our offices here mm-hmm. at ign 6 30 to 9 o'clock july I believe. 7th july 7th 6 30 in the evening there is a link on the website you got to sign up for it because there, there's limited space right eventbrite.com yeah, um, it's yeah. free We'll have it in the notes for this episode as well. And you can say hi to us, and we'll do a live episode for you, and you can ask questions it's and here, all that. It's here in San Francisco, so if you live in California or within driving distance of anything, take the afternoon off, come see your friends at NBC, come hang out with us, win prizes, eat food. I think, is there, is there food? Yeah. Eat yeah, food. you get free food, and uh, there's no excuse. Yeah, and you and get to say hi to us. And if you're not exactly. old enough, bring your parents. Yeah. We'll Please bring your parents. With NBC, Nintendo your parents stuff. help you set it up. That's right. <laughs> just, Ooh, right. just like your first Nintendo. Um, more importantly, uh, sorry for the last minute notice. Sometimes these things happen. We've been wanting to get better at this, and this is actually the third time that we haven't. So I just want to throw a sincere <laughs> apology out to you. We want to get better. Please understand. Like a flash mob, kind um, of like a... Yeah, but we are very like appreciative that, yeah. to those yeah. who have shown up because the other three times we've done this, there has, there has been a very passionate uh, community that has yeah. Shown up, and we're thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to act like, at the same time, folks who live further away, we don't want you here. Obviously, we do. We will get better, I promise. Um, so let's move forward. We have a big show for you this week. Um, I'm not kidding around. So, first, we're going to go through some quick preview impressions because we should get them out of the way. Then, we're going to kick over to post E3 and Nintendo impressions, talk a little bit about our experiences with Zelda, which we didn't really get to talk about on the Trinan episode because everything was still so fresh. Mm-hmm. And I feel like after E3, we all kind of spent a lot of time thinking about this game. I know I did. Uh, and just Nintendo in general, where they are in the marketplace. And then lastly, uh, we're going to switch over to news. But then after that, we have a break, and we're going to come back with Pokemon Go impressions because the field test has ended, but IGN was able to get in. And so I'll be joined, hopefully, by Callie Pluggy, Miranda, Sanchez, and... I hope he can make it, Andrew Goldfarb, who had to go somewhere but is willing to come back to record that. All right, let's go through the preview lightning round. Uh, real quick thing to point out, we will be going more in-depth on this next game next week, but Tokyo Mirage Sessions, the review is finally up on IGN. We apologize for the wait. Full disclosure, we had a freelancer uh, basically assign this review before E3. And the week the assignment was due, this person bailed out. It was very unfortunate. Also very messed up, honestly, because someone else had to pick up the pieces and try and get that thing done and out the door. Mm -hmm. So that's why you had to wait. Yeah. And if you want to break into the games industry, don't don't do do that. that. Yeah. Please don't do that. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, this was really uh, unfortunate. And yeah, uh, as a result, we'll probably will not be working with this person again. Um, and it sometimes happens. I mean, you've been here long enough. You've seen this before. Yeah. Look, there are all sorts of reasons for why somebody can't get an assignment done. And mm-hmm. there are good reasons, too. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. But I don't know if this was a good one. I was not a good reason, in my opinion. But I'm not going to do right. that on here. Drama. So instead, I can tell salty. you that I, yeah, oh, I'm salty. Uh, Tokyo Mirage <laughs> Sessions, what I can tell you is I've played the first hour. And I have come around on the game itself. Um, big, big surprise. The, the Otero flop has happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> called it. Yeah, you did not call Jack. I totally uh, called so it. So you didn't like it at first? I was concerned because I didn't have a great picture of what it was. If you remember leading into uh, the Nintendo Directs that showed it and even E3 last year, it was this game that featured a lot of, in my opinion, mediocre J-pop. Um, and then as the picture has become clearer, Nintendo has done a better job, first of all, of showing what, what the combat and, and game is through trailers. But then sitting down to play it, I'm going to say up front, like I'm not into the idle Japanese recording industry diva subculture thing that is part of this game. I respect folks who like that. I like the battle segments themselves. I think the sessions are brilliant. So and in- I hear that they expand on that idea throughout the game in ways that interest me. I know in the first hour, I think they do a good job of getting me started. Like every persona slash Shin Megami Tensei, it takes a little bit to get started. Right. So in a, in, a, in a tweet, what is this game? Because I still um, don't really know. In a tweet, this is, I mean, it's a JRPG focused on, 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 yeah, on life in Japan that okay. has Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei elements. Got it. Okay. On the I'm, cover, it looks more Persona than I think hmm. SMT ever has. It's, you, it's extremely you just colorful. did a better job of explaining that game to me than anyone has in the months of me knowing about it's, this game. It's like okay. when you, because all the trailers only focused on like, the, the Japanese early ones, song, yeah. the Japanese songs yeah. and the music and everything. And so it looked more like a, it looked more like a dance game. Right, you know, that's exactly like, what yeah. I thought it was. Yeah. But but when you play the game, you're exploring, yeah. you're battling, you're you so, know, you've got characters interacting. Yeah, they do some clever things with the touchscreen, which I like on the on the gamepad. Uh, you you basically your character will get text messages, and they will unfold only on the gamepad, and you'll tap to kind of see what the next response is. And I and I like that uh, feature just because you, they're optional. You don't have to go through it. it. Doesn't take up space on the screen. It's something that you can do while doing something else. Um, in terms of the first hour. Uh, it takes a little bit to get going, but basically a, a, a sort of idle competition goes awry, uh, and some monsters come out and start possessing people, and folks start disappearing. It's very mysterious. But then uh, they teach you the intricacies of the battle system, which Andrew Goldfarb did a good job of explaining when he previewed it, I want to say a month ago. Um, so the way battles play out are sessions, and basically the way – enemies sort of react to weaknesses, you can also build up these combination attacks called sessions. So let's say, for example, I have uh, a physical-based attack that you, over time, because I leveled you as a character, your character has an immediate response to that attack. So it's like a chain. So if I attack towards an enemy that is weak towards this physical attack, because I did that, your character will auto-attack on the next turn and immediately hit that guy as well. So we basically got double the damage for planning. That affects um, elemental attacks. That affects physical attacks. And it's a really clever way of you kind of planning out how a battle will play, because Shin Megami Tensei is also... At least in my experience, that game is ruthless. Like, there are weakness attacks that will obliterate an enemy and vice versa. If your character is weak towards lightning, the enemy will come at you with, like, lightning attacks and right. just rip you. Um, now, this is a Wii U exclusive game, right? It yep. is. And it yeah. does some, like, pretty interesting stuff with the touchscreen. 
or with, uh, the, with the second screen? Yeah, I, like I said, the text message stuff was was at least the first hour what I liked the most about it. I yeah. mean, otherwise, it's it's sort of your your map. I love um, just the aesthetic and the art. I think the art they actually did a fantastic job. Um, I really like, uh, for example, when you bring up the menu screen. Every member, of, so they show sort of a field, and they show the main character. He's like laying down on the grass, looking up at the camera. It's a little creepy, but he's mm-hmm. looking sort of at you through the TV. As you get more party members, more people are laying on the grass with them, just like you know, like posing. And so this whole area just fills up over the course of the game, and it's an it's a neat way to show off progression of, yeah. of your party as they're growing and as people are changing. Uh, talking to Andrew, it doesn't have the social link stuff that Persona has, but that's a very Persona idea. Right. You know, sort of maintaining a social calendar, who you hang out with affects certain stat attributes and things like that. Um, but I got through the first boss. I thought it was very cool. Um, I had a party of like three or four characters, um, and I was just ready for the next step. Again, my my only reservation and the and the thing that holds me back is just I'm just not I like I love Japanese culture and I love Japanese games. Yeah. But the idol stuff just doesn't really do much for me. Well, it sounds the like theme. you're really into a lot of the systems, but the aesthetic is just something that. Yeah, like, it's contemporary and it's fun yeah. and it has a lot of fun with those ideas. It's, and I would not besmirch it for that. It's, it's pretty fun. funny. I was you know we were talking about the the TV show Westworld. Uh, mm. Earlier, which is coming to HBO later this uh, this year, and like there are there are definitely these genres, and like the Dark Tower too, right? Like they're yeah. making the Dark Tower movies, and the studios are really worried about the Western theme in entertainment right now because mm-hmm. it turns people off, right? So yeah. they're pushing the sci-fi angle for those shows yeah. more, and they're doing contemporary. They're starting the Dark Tower in the middle of the story, so you see New York, and like I think it's really interesting because this game could have benefited from a little bit of a different promotion because I think once people play it, they like it, even yeah. if they. And not yeah. into like pop, uh, into Japanese Diva pop culture, pop, J-pop, yeah, and idols, the idols yeah. and stuff, because there's a strong game there. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's I, I, w- and I was worried that whole, that's how it would be. Yeah, yeah. and it's a thing yeah. through the whole thing. Like there is a character in the party who that is her dream to become a diva. She has a sister who is an uh, excuse me an idol. Uh, she has a sister who was one. Uh, it starts off with a competition where they're trying mm-hmm. to discover the next idol, the next talent. Um, and again, it's it's delivered in a cute enough way, but um, just just not in a way that at least I myself have been yeah, drawn I, to. I feel like I pass on like a hundred things a year because of that aesthetic that yeah. might have something interesting or uh, a really good system underneath it all. Mm. But I just see that aesthetic and I'm immediately reminded of the avatars of the most of the people that say mean things to me on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm like, well, the eggs. The eggs, the eggs that come a call on No, the eggs <laughs> usually get their first picture and it's, yeah. a, it's an anime character. Oh, come on. So, Don't hold uh, it against. Next, yeah, I, <laughs> I know people. I'm not. Um, so next week we'll have uh, a much deeper conversation about that as I put more time in and we'll have folks from the office who also put in more time on it. Uh, next on the list is Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yeah, so which, Marty uh, loved it. Yeah, he yeah, gave nine it out of ten. Uh, nine out of ten. Uh, amazing, as we said in the brainstorm session for uh, <laughs> the sub. We had a very punny. We had a very punny, Maz, very corny. Maz yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the owls that's are bad. you, people. I told him to give it a 10 so we could say a, Kylo 10. No, oh, the God. other 10 was a masterpiece. <laughs> it was like, no. Oh. Yeah, it was every bad mo- No, but we ended up with, uh, I like that Wookiee, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. Um, I just wish they would have used more Chewbacca at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm playing it myself right now. You're playing it as well. Oh, yeah, I love it. I mean, so I'm, I've always been a big fan of the Lego games, and this one is um, in many ways a return to form and also... Uh, some of the best evolution 
of this franchise yet. Mm. Um, they added a lot of weird new stuff that like totally works. It's kind of like they added a cover system, sort of like Gears of War, but it's like kind of like baby. for babies. Yeah, it's like my first cover system, but it works. It's fun. It shakes mm. it up from just like running around smashing things. Uh, so you can do the real hall fights, yeah. like in the Star Wars movies, right? Mm. Where you wait and shoot. Yeah, they added um, this yeah. sort of like Star Fox esque dogfighting that um, in many ways is much simpler than Star Fox, and in many other ways, kind of functions better than Star Fox just because it's it's simple. Uh, it's mm. very straightforward. The yeah. graphics are gorgeous. Uh, it does mm. this great mix between um, sort of taking the toys and and mixing them in with uh, pre-rendered backgrounds that like look like real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does some very interesting things. Like it starts on the Battle of Endor, mm-hmm. so you it immediately connects you to the original trilogy characters. And throughout the game, you can unlock these um, Han Solo and Carbonite icons that unlock original trilogy characters. So oh, that's nice. basically how you're freeing all the old cast. Yeah. There's like something like 200 characters in the game. Uh, if you're in a Lego and you like Star Wars, uh, those things, micro fighters, who are like those little those little kits, they're like ten bucks each. Yep. They're all unlockable in the game. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so in terms of like those. finding collectibles and unlockables, super fun. Really Really awesome. Multiplayer is really good. It still that weird sort of like um, screen dynamic splits. split screen thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. a diagonal. Trying to keep like, up. You can, yeah. if it's like Lego Dimensions, you can actually customize that. You can, oh, interesting. You can, you can you can lock it in if you. That's want. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I want to check, check that out. Check there. The um, and it actually it does a really good job of mixing the movie dialogue with the pantomiming and with yeah. brand new dialogue that they got they got the entire cast to record. Um, mm. I usually I was a little turned off by hearing like movie dialogue in those games because it doesn't fit like the idea of this cartoon. Cast Character pulling out a banana instead of a gun and saying yeah. something. Oh, and menacing. that happens by the way. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. You see, like stormtroopers on the way down, they take oh, out that's a banana. The running gag. Yeah. Gag is the yeah. banana. Very yeah. early yeah. on, you blow up the, the the Death Star at the end of Return of the Jedi, and you see this bathtub shootout with two stormtroopers yeah. who are bathing each other, and yeah. their helmets blow off, and a rubber ducky floats into space. Oh. And there's a lot Luke of ducky in this game it. too, by the way. Yeah, there's that's a few. It's yeah. just one of their weird things. Um, it's goofy. It's fun. It's beautiful. It's like one of the more robust uh, games on on a third party games. On Wii U right now. Yeah. I was ignoring I it. No, I was, don't. No, I was trying to don't. not play it. You no. need to. Yeah, no, I, I don't even like Lego games. I yeah. have to say, like, I've tried Lego games. I've tried to like Lego games before and have not liked them. Yeah. Um, I even tried uh, the one of the last ones, which was the Marvel one. Yeah. I was just very turned off by it. I was like, mm. I'm not enjoying it. And you're this. a big Marvel fan, right? Uh, f- for the most part? Most, yeah, yes so, and no. I mean, so, I'm not, I, I can't confess and be like, I have that's I, the thing, I love I was, the comics or anything. I was saying this on, on, on Beyond. Like, I'm a big fan of, I like Marvel, but I'm not like crazy. Into it. I like DC. I like Batman. But like, once you get into like the seventh, eighth, tenth string characters on the mm-hmm. on those shows and, and lore, yeah. I don't really care. Like, I hundred percented Lego Jurassic World, but like, I don't care about any of the characters you unlock sure. in that game. But in this game, like in the fourth mission, they gave me the option to ride on the Lugga Beast, which is that. Uh, Big robot uh, elephant-looking thing. Yeah, that, the one that almost that, took away BBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the Happy which is that big fat boar that is drinking. Over, that, uh, yeah, that oh, Finn the drinks fart boar. The fart yeah. boar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, the fart boar. <laughs> he actually doesn't fart in the movie. If that was a prequel, he would have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. J.J. Abrams just shows his butt and he doesn't fart. Like, what a weird oh. sentence. Yeah. But they give you the option of riding on both of those things. <laughs> and uh, it's I'm like, as a big Star Wars nerd, I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. Like, I'm getting to play this movie that I really love. It's got a bunch of original trilogy stuff. It's got all these little minifigs I'm unlocking based on characters that so, I enjoy. So one thing you haven't mentioned that I think hooked me the most is this multi-build idea. Yeah. So prior, prior Lego games, puzzle solving became break something and then you rebuild yeah. this one puzzle element you need to solve the puzzle um and to me that was never that interesting it's like it's a great kid-friendly idea and i think it just keep makes those keeps those 
game simple and family friendly, so you don't have to be a huge gamer. But I was always turned off by them because I'm just like, this This felt so simple. So there's this idea that when you break a pile of bricks, you have multiple things you can make. And in some cases, in order to solve the puzzle, you have to build a specific thing first. So there is some discovery of, oh, wait, I need this first. Yeah. Let me break oh, it again. Yeah. Set that up there. Or let me put this over here. You can also build different weapons that you can decide yeah. to end up using. I love that. And you mentioned this part. I love that it starts at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Because that was the curveball I did not expect. And Marty pointed something out to me that probably makes sense as the best reason why to do that. It's because you don't get a lightsaber. In, you don't see a lightsaber in The Force Awakens until nearly halfway through that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can start with, like, here's Darth Vader, Darth Vader versus Luke Skywalker versus uh, Palpatine. Yeah. By the way, Lego Palpatine. Totes adorbs, whatever yeah, he's that means. Great. Like, he's, he's great. He's, no, he's but great. even the yeah. even the Fantastic. scene right before that, because mm-hmm. it, it it lets you play the second half of Return of the Jedi. So everything from the Battle of Endor on to the Millennium Falcon going through space and the big mm-hmm. battle between you know father and son and the Holy Spirit or whatever you want to call Palpatine wow. in that scenario. <laughs> and uh, there's this really charming scene where you play as Wicket and he has to wake up three Ewoks <laughs> and all yeah, and all four of you go to the top of this hill and push this thing and you just see four fat butted little Ewoks with their little mini figs and they're just like wiggling and pushing this block down and i'm like this is so great like it's just such a charming wonderful fun game and i i just i'm so happy that's cool that lego star right, wars fine. is back do fine. it you need just to get in there too just just give, uh, give yourself did, to the lego gods what in traditional Sorry. fashion i always play this game on a console and i also play the the handheld version because these are always like slightly different yeah. and so i started the 3ds version this morning uh obviously a visual downgrade from the console stuff but it still looks really good and i think that the lego games specifically on 3DS are some of the better looking games because mm-hmm. it plays into that inherent blockiness yeah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. that and anti-aliasing that kind of happens yeah, how on is that. So, so you it, yeah, it, it works. It works. It works. It's like it's it's smaller scale. The levels are redesigned. Um, and the good thing about it is that you're not dealing with season passes or GameStop exclusive par- character packs. What or, about my gold Legos? Yeah, all Do that. I get my gold Legos. All that junk. You don't have to worry about any of that. The okay. game's twenty nine ninety nine, which is cheaper than most three DS games. Oh, so yeah, yeah, check that out. It's cool. I'm just a sucker too for any any video game that has a Millennium Falcon in it. I have to play that stage. I got up to that point last night. This, this is the, one this is the first it. video game with a playable BB-8. How cool is uh, that? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that, that is really rad. And it was worth the wait. Like, I feel like yeah. tr- maybe trying to rush this game for the, the movie launch would have... Like, I tried Disney Infinity uh, not to, you know, speak ill of, I mean, you know, RIP because that franchise <laughs> has been retired. Um, but I felt like the stuff that they launched on day one for the film didn't satisfy me to the level that this is. Mm-hmm. And I think... Honestly, what I want to guess is part of the reason is that they had time. They said, you have until late June to deliver this. Let's let's make sure it's a good one. And it ended up being one. I, yeah. find, I find in general, uh, right, like the, generally targeting the streaming or Blu-ray, whatever release um, for movies seems like a, a better approach from the get-go. Yeah. You know, that extra time, if it if the movie's a hit, you know, people will come out for the game then still. Yeah. Well, like I you, always, it, in the past, we we got so many movie-licensed games. Yeah, and they was, were released. Remember the with Phantom Menace and PS1 game? Like PS1 game? It was awful. Yeah, they, it was so Bad. One of the greatest, first of all, if you want to play a Star Wars video game that was rushed to meet The Force Awakens in theaters, Star Wars Battlefront exists. And mm-hmm. as you can see, that turned out kind of thin for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But also, mm-hmm. Goldeneye is one of the greatest movie-based video games of all time, and it came out two years <laughs> after the, the VHS release. <laughs> Two years. I, I didn't even know there was a movie when that game came out. Yeah. I was like, what was that? Yeah. I never thought we'd talk about VHS on this show. <laughs> for kids at home, VHS, uh, Google it. You will be shocked. What does it stand for? 
I don't even know. VHS video. Did, hyper- we don't even know. <laughs> we don't even know. What the heck is VHS? Good question. Wow. I don't know either. Vehicular system. Video I, hi-fi system or something. Really? Yeah, something it's like that. It's been so long. You know, we have phones. You guys anyway, can check Anyway, movies used to come on large rectangular blocks. <laughs> yeah, like bigger cassettes than what your parents used to put in their radios. But and let's you had to rewind them. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, so let's uh, to, just to wrap up uh, games where pl- we've played or have been playing. <sighs> Mighty no. Oh, wait. Video home system. Oh, I knew it. I knew that was that. good. Right, okay, nice work. so uh, that was all my right. guess. Keep going. Mighty number nine. Yeah. Uh, notice it all came down again. I was excited oh. for a second. There. Mighty number nine came out, and unfortunately, it is not the reimagining or rebirth of Mega Man yeah. we were hoping for. Uh, it's, it, this has been a real sad story for me because I was at the packs where this was announced. I was one of the people uh, in like the first row on the right. I think mm-hmm. Mitch was with us. That means then. nobody else could see anything. Yeah, that's right. Everyone <laughs> behind me was like, row. "I hate you." <sighs> um, but. Yeah, to, to have been at that event and to have been so excited and then to see the final product, which at the end of the day has cool ideas. I think the boosting thing that they're going for, yeah. the speedrunners sort of take on, on, uh, on Mega Man where you have to chain these attacks and absorb these abilities quickly is a smart one. But put, trying to make this game across 10 platforms definitely looks like it was a mistake it for It didn't them. work for them. Yeah. No. Definitely and I, I think that like, even just a, inherently from a de- design perspective of this game, it just has some issues, um, not even in the degradation of art that we saw happen from like the original concept pitch to the first screenshots to yeah, what we well, actually have now. Even the first demo they had, the, yeah. the first like tech demo of it was but much better looking than what came out. It's also just like, it's kind of a hollow, vapid, empty, kind of soulless feeling game. And it's it, at the same time incredibly chatty talkative yeah. the entire time no i feel like the soul's there i just feel like it doesn't come out enough like yeah. it just kind of peeks out because the graphics i mean no offense to the folks who worked on this game but this does look like this was my first game made in unreal yeah what is this three or four like who knows my first unreal game is how the art looks to me and that's mm-hmm. sad like hardly anything has shadows and the presentation is going for that nostalgia play so like no one's mouth moves when they talk but you know what Compare this to Shovel Knight, which was absolutely going for nostalgia, but yeah. playing on the memory of what you remember the, in 8 Shovel Knight was not the reality. Shovel actually, Knight, which was also capable of targeting 10 different platforms. We've seen multiple DLCs from but them. It took, like, but they were smart enough to hone it in on one to start, right? They let off with Wii U, and then they slowly pushed but, out from there. Yeah. But it's also infinitely more portable, right? Like if, if they had, if Mighty Number no. 9 had targeted that retro appeal and that yeah. kind of classic 8-bit Mega Man look, it, it would have been a game that w- would have been easy to develop yeah. across all these platforms. And you now, know what? It, it we, have looked, a, we have a really choppy Wii U version to yeah. boot with And it would have looked, right? looked prettier. Yeah. I think had they gone with sprite-based pixel art, it would have looked prettier. Yeah. What we have now is basically if an iOS developer made a Mega Man knockoff. That's yeah. what this game looks like. Which is, you know, I had high hopes for Kickstarter and, and Indiegogo for these platforms um, kind of being the avenue Revivals. to bring back, bring back these classic yeah. franchises that just weren't viable anymore, right? Yeah. Like Castlevania is the other one. It's like, it's, it's so mind-boggling yeah. that we didn't get more games like the classic DS Castlevania games, right? Like, yeah. I'm saying classic. Obviously, the, the classic, classic ones were even more classic. But, but, but like that, it felt like that series had so much more to tell and to do. And so now we're getting a reboot. What is it called? Is it Bloodstained? Blood no, Stained, it, was, yeah. it was Bloodstained. But I do yeah. want to point out the DS era saw plenty of Castlevanias. Like, yeah, there no, was, that, but there was DS. Saying. There like, was Portrait of Ruin. There was Order of Ecclesia. Like they had a ton of flavors of it. But I think they started to see that. 
it just wasn't bringing in like bigger sales, they, I would imagine, which is why that eventually stopped. Well, they, I think all of those games were profitable because they they did not cost that much to develop and sold decently. But I you think that say, wasn't yeah. enough, right? Like as a game company, you have overhead expenses and you need to focus on – you want to focus on the big hits. And, you do. And so, I, you know, that should have been – it, there should have been an investment in a bigger hit, not at the expense of something that is working and that is beloved, right? Yeah. And, the, and like that's what I'm saying. Like the DS era had all these stories, and right. I felt like there was more to tell. And it went away. Well, I think the biggest the biggest realization that came out of this, which which was actually kind of harrowing, is mm-hmm. that like KJ Inafune is a businessman. I yeah. don't think he's really this like at least nowadays he's not this esteemed game designer that people thought he was. There was even that quote from him a few years ago, being like, "I didn't invent Mega Man." I'm not the creator of Mega Man. I think that's mm-hmm. him being humble, though. I would not, in, I would not interpret that as more of the businessman side of him. Like, I think to him, and think about how many delays this game had for yeah. a second, right? I think to that team, they wanted this thing to be the best thing they can make it. But I think from the outset, they needed to maybe rein that in. That's that's the story to me as an outsider, not someone who has like intimate knowledge and what happened. Yeah. I think stretching the resources as thin as they did, invo- involving port teams and opening up all these different platforms mm-hmm. they wanted to put this thing on, from the outset was a mistake. And yeah, then, probably. Then for, for him, I feel like, yeah, I think there is a level of quality he does want to deliver to his fans, but I think that ultimately this product doesn't reflect that. Well, so I, I do not respect his quote that he had on this game two weeks ago that, that was, uh, it's, this is better than nothing. Okay, so the, like, I, 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 that, so, is, that, is, that is unacceptable. So I got news for you, though. So that was partially a misinterpretation. That, okay. was, that was a mistranslation mm-hmm. by the interpreter Goodness. who was handling that um, because we have friends in Japan and, and these folks are on Twitter and I even retweeted some of these. People listening to what Inafune said in response to the question in Japanese said he did not say that. He okay. said he he sort of humbly said this was the game. I, I, I unfortunately we ended up on. I don't think he used the word unfortunately, but it was still a much more humbler version of that versus right. yeah. you know it's better than nothing. Uh, that unfortunately became the story because sure. that's well, what that's was good to clear up. But, yeah. it, but also, I mean, like you you talked about Inafune, but it's also about the team, right? Yeah. Like mm. we talked at length about how much we love Metroid Prime and Metroid Prime, that team was comprised of people who worked, you know, at id, at Iguana, at all these different companies mm-hmm. and they all came together and they made something really special. Mm. And I don't know if you can even with the lead designer of Metroid Prime recreate that unless you have that kind of like the special touch from the art director and the level designer and the you know the musician and like everybody who came together and I feel like Mighty Number no. Nine is is a little bit off that too. Well, like that I, is not the Mega Man team. That's why I have right? hopes for ukulele because well, I feel like every single person Sorry. in a no, team no. can matter. Yeah. You know? well, I no, think I it's, it's got to be it's got to be that that you know. X Men Avengers A Team like bringing, mm-hmm. like going over here and getting this guy, getting this guy, getting this girl, getting everyone together. And I feel like Ukulele is getting that a little bit better. They got the right music musicians for it. They got the right programmers, the right artists. Again, we could get burned, but I have a slightly higher hopes for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and Bloodstained looked really good. Yes. Yeah, it was so, at like, three. Looked yeah. fantastic. The point we'll I say. was trying to make is like I hope this is not discouraging people from trying to resurrect classic franchise. Shenmue, no. the word is out. Probably in ten years, we'll be saying, "Hey, excited." Shenmue is coming back, but like uh, you know, I, I love that we're we're seeing these kind of reboots, revitalizations, whatever th- you want to. call I think them. what bums me out is that we still just the don't Bibles. have like a Mega Man Eleven, you know, mm. or like where's like the Capcom dropped the ball on Mega Man, and now 
uh, muddy number nine is not going to pick that up in the in we, the way we thought it would. So as consumers, we're just kind of left being like, well, I guess I'll just go play the old Mega Man games. But, but it may come back, right? And like Capcom yeah. went through some rough times, you know, like Konami did too. You don't know what's going to happen with yeah. those those companies. Well, and look at like uh, the Legacy, Legacy Collection, which yeah. is considered one of the best oh, great. series yeah. revivals from Mega Man. And granted, you can get Mega Man games on almost every platform under the sun these yep. days because they've been pretty... Uh, Capcom has not had much reservation about putting it on your 360 or on mm-hmm. your PS3 uh, or on even those games reported to PlayStation 1, I believe, uh, yeah. in Japan. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Bummer. this is also a weird case of uh, – and I, I, we should end on this just to move on to the next game and then move on to more uh, post-E3 stuff because we do want to get to that. Um, I will say that this entire situation is sad to me, specifically with Capcom and Mega Man, because it almost runs into the same rut of Konami and Kojima, quite frankly, where a key person left the company or no. departed, and we want nothing to do with their project or their or their or this thing that they were working on. Now, right. frankly, in Konami's case, we don't know if that's entirely the case. It seems like because Meg, uh, excuse me, Metal Gear Solid Five did so well. Mm-hmm. They would be foolish to not try to continue to make Metal Gear games. Absolutely. Yeah. Whereas when Keiji Nifune left Capcom, Mega Man was in a much weirder place. There were projects in the pipeline, but they killed them all. And they did. Yeah. Mega Man Universe, Mega Man Legends Three, both killed off. And, and we we have seen this before, right? Like, let's not forget that the Fallout we got new now, you know, is a different Fallout from the original games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. a lot of franchises can come back, and there there was this period of time where we did not see a Metroid game. Well. That, here it is now. But no, well, there was before, you know, like after M- Mr. Yokoi's tragic death, there was this, this franchise was not some, but something that had a champion at Nintendo, no. right? Like, even though many of the developers were still there, yeah. and so it happens, and, and those franchises, it just takes the right team and the right spirit, and it'll come back. Yacht Club forth. Games. 2018. Man. Fingers believe, crossed. Man. Believe. If you're listening, yeah. Sean, we are we are uh, nominating you yes. as the one. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix is out. Oh, oh, it was man. released during uh, E3. Is in fact on the Wednesday of that week. Uh, by to complete surprise of all of us, including all of us included, we did not know this was coming out. Mm. But uh, if you don't know, uh, this was uh, Rhythm Heaven. Uh, what was the Japanese name for it? We've talked about it on this yeah. program, and this was quite possibly my favorite uh, 3D game from japan last year yeah. i had a great time with it you and i recorded yes. some let's plays we uh, did talk about that we recorded let's plays last year in the japanese version and then this year on the u.s version which uses single cart multiplayer download which is incredible because i feel i feel like it's been a while since that's really been a thing they yeah. used to do that all the time in the ds and all the time on the gba and it's just like local yeah. multiplayer on 3ds is kind of Quiet yeah. it down a little yeah. bit. Triforce Heroes was the last one, and it was yeah. again that upsell of like, "Hey, you don't know about this game, but here you go." Hook yeah, ups. and even then, I don't think you had to be like one of those like weird skull kid. No, things, you, right? you got no, 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 you, you got were a link. You got to keep your materials. You just weren't allowed to make more than like two outfits. But still, oh, you got right, to play right, the game. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So either way, um, this is uh, multiplayer on single cart. Here is a, kind of a slimmed down version of the full game, but uh, I'd been playing it for a little while on my own, and Jose had been playing it a lot, and it's just so damn fun. Like, the way this game comes together uh, and the the sort of, like, the secret kind of coercion you can do of being, like, I'm either going to help this guy or I'm going to hurt this guy. Jose and I were playing next to each other, and I kept trying my best to screw him up, singing along, counting arrhythmically while he was 
I heard like, the potato three, song. Two, yeah. one. Oh, three. say yeah. that onion face. <laughs> <laughs> onion and potato. Yeah. It's oh, just, my God. And I feel like... Um, that was a multiplayer where we were both playing together, and yeah. the judgment was in real time on both sides. Totally. And I was screwing up left and right. And, I mean, like, in the is- in, in the interest of transparency, I haven't really played a lot of these games. For some reason, I always kind of miss them. Really? But I've played... Every single WarioWare game, top to bottom. And it's been a while since we had one of those. You know, it was mm-hmm. the Wii U launch was the last time we had one of these. And this totally scratches that itch of just that weird, quirky, I have no idea what's going to happen next, but I'm in good hands kind of feeling that the WarioWare games give you. Um, coupled with the, the rhythm, the, the rhythm aspect, which as like, I'm a musician. I put out albums. I, I know how to follow a metronome. It does not work when I go to play this game and someone is throwing bananas and oranges and pineapples <laughs> on a I'm a pro. You yeah, see me and over there and I'm just like, so yep, this one, that one, this like, one, that one, this one, that one. To me, it's kind of like when you watch like guitarists play Guitar Hero and they're like, I don't get it. And mm-hmm. like people are in the room like being like, oh, dude, I can play your song better than you. Yeah, um, I, I was sitting there with Jose. Heaven is just, my Rain Man game. Like, yeah. That's the one that I can do. He's really good at it. It's And I, I hear what you're saying. That it's... I just find this game is so charming. Like, yeah. every time you unlock a new challenge, it's really fast to get mm-hmm. through them, right? Like, um, you get a new challenge, you have to smile yeah. with each one of them. Like, even if it's, like, something as simple as, like, filling the robots up. And it's just, like, it's yeah. so playful and so fun. And, like, they make the rhythm, like, just very special. And then has these little, little touches. Mm-hmm. You guys play the the one where um, the dog and the cat play, um, oh, play tennis, uh, yeah, basically, badminton like badminton. The air, yeah. They're flying in airplanes. They play badminton. And on the very last oh, beat... Yeah. The dog flies da, da, off, da, da, da. flies off into the, the distance and catches the thing. Right? Yeah, like, it's like they didn't have to do that, yeah. but it's just so clever yeah. and charming. And then nothing beats the expressions on the faces of the little guys who are singing the. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, when you mess up, they look at you all like, dude. It's the, it's, it's <laughs> it's the judgment so train. I love it. Like, there's also a song called Frog Hop, and it's one of my favorites because all the backup dancers who are with you are just like. This guy needs to get it together. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they all have an expression, and it's very clear and it's very charming. Um, it is the pressure of the spring musical, mm-hmm. but you have the comfort of a 3DS in your yep. hands. You're not actually making these mistakes in front of people. Whereas, take Guitar Hero Live, the last one that came yeah. out. When you messed up during a performance, it was more "you suck," and yeah. it was just this very like harsh way to kind of yeah. tell you that. Whereas the real instead, world. you get you got the kids who are up there just like I don't know about number four, but he better get this thing together because yeah, yeah, yeah. we look silly right now. And, and it's like the, it's just a it's a it's a testament to the charm and and the wonder of this team that's working on yeah, these I games mean, because yeah. I, I feel like if this game was released like in you know in America by just an American team, I think you would get like. You would get a mini game collection where it's like two planes are flying by, maybe they're trying to shoot each other or something like that. Or like there'd be the basketball mini game where you're throwing actual basketballs. But in this game, it's like the ground comes alive, it's got a face, you tap it, and it shoots fruit in different directions in the basketball nets. And it's like, well, why? Because why not? Video games are stupid, and they should be fun. And this is it's, great. Yeah. I love it. And it reminds me of, like, Sega's heydays. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like when Sega just had weird characters. Arcade machine, like, yeah, yeah. arcade games especially showed that culture. Yep. Mm-hmm. I will say the last thing we should end on is the mini-boss challenges that pop up every couple of tiers through your Rhythm Heaven campaign. And we played... The coin toss one, which 
almost killed me. Because you counted off beat, and I was, just, or you had like a ba-ba-da-ba-da, like something well, like that. Well, like one, two, three, and I was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, forty. And I caught it a few times, but oh, it was so much fun. Because if you go like you know three fourths time signature or four fourths, so it's like one, yeah. two, three, four, or one, two, three, one, two, three, or one, two. One and I keep, I just kept throwing him yeah. off and he was like stop it and yeah, still yeah. still nailing it so yeah for the for the most part I, so I had to reach reach into the Jedi uh, tricks yeah um, so good what's killing me inside though is we've run some videos on IGN for this game and. A lot of people on our site don't seem to care. So if you're listening to this, like head over to our YouTube channel. We have both Let's Plays there. Just check it out if you're even curious. This is just our pitch to you that Rhythm Heaven is is the goods. Like mm-hmm. it's really, really good. This think of this as a greatest hits album because that's what it is for the Rhythm Heaven series to me. Is, um, there, is there a demo for this game on the um, there is a demo okay. on the eShop yeah, as you well? Should definitely check it out. out. Yeah, it's worth your time. Yeah. Trust us. I think you gotta get your hands on this thing. Because this is like I said, for years I, I ignored this franchise. Jose like literally grabbed me and pulled me in a room one day and was just like play this please just don't look at your phone don't don't look at yeah. your calendar play do this game sumo slap yeah, do some yeah. sumo slaps oh, yeah, and i, I was you to play that i one. was I sold within two minutes yeah. yeah you know all right so let's move on uh this is a quick lightning round then we're going to take a quick break and then we come back with uh post e3 thoughts on zelda etc monster hunter generations i'm playing that very cool four different hunting styles i'm mostly leaning towards this uh one that has the most sort of action slots attached to it so these hunting styles change the way that you play i don't know what that means you'll live so that you're able to either have ways to escape a giant monster that's trying to chase you down or have ways to instantly evade so you have the safety of quickly popping a potion or uh, one of my favorites because i'm using the charge axe right now is the ability to add more charges to that weapon so that I can smack monsters, uh, lay the smackdown on monsters in a better way. We're going to go deeper on that game next week, but I am playing it. I am enjoying it for the most part. My only concern so far is that Monster Hunter 4 had uh, focused a lot more on the elevation game because that was the first game that you were like climbing and jumping off of things, and they made it very simple to kind of have this air combat idea. That This was the first game where they really started to lean into that. And this one feels surprisingly uh, right on the ground. Like There isn't a ton of opportunities to jump off of these ledges and like elbow drop a, 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 a monster hunter from or a monster from the top rope the way you could yeah. in Monster Hunter 4. So just throwing that out there. We'll go deeper next week, um, but I'm enjoying it for the most part. Uh, a few other notes for you. Minecraft Wii U is out at retail if, you, if you're interested. That game uh, includes the Mario Master Pack. You should check that out. Super Mario RPG 7 Star Saga is coming to Wii U Virtual Console wow. June 30th. So by the time you hear this, um, that's a classic Square made it. Uh, Square and Nintendo collaboration. Also, the first RPG Mario ever had. Um, Some very would say special the best. game for all of us. Some would say the best. That's also true. Um, <clears throat> sadly, it is only Wii U Virtual Console and not 3DS yet. I hope we will eventually reach a place where these come out at the same time, at least before our next yeah. shows up. Which probably isn't going to happen. It'll just look so much better on the small screen. You know, like mm. they they just kind of. They stay fresher when you're well, playing them on a handheld. Have you, have you tried playing a Super Nintendo game on 3DS in pixel perfect mode? Yeah. Like, it's yeah, gorgeous. It looks, yeah. it looks so good. It's, it's funny, though. You see how square the display is. Like, yeah. Where TVs really that yeah, they square. Were. And, and they like, had a huge butt yeah. on the back of Isn't them. Isn't that there. funny? <laughs> Very big butts. They had Old big t- butts with, like, an extra <laughs> big butt. <laughs> I was looking at pictures from when we first... I first started this job seven years ago. Yeah. And I remember playing... My first day here, I was playing Punch-Out for the Wii on a, t- on a big TV with yeah. just this... 
Badunkadunk. We're so, we're, we're so CRTs. used to flat now. With the Badunkadunk, you heard it here. The booties are gone. Yeah. Um, they, they've gotten much thinner. Uh, so uh, lastly, before we take a break, Nintendo 64 celebrated its 20th anniversary in Japan. And I was trying to get Pear to remember... His first time even he, playing this system, and he his eyes he just, glazed over. Well, you just brought it up out of the out of the blue. First of all, that was when I was still in. You know what? I think I was in Japan, in Germany during that time. Okay. So I spent one year after I lived in Japan. I spent a year. I, I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Spent a year in Germany. <clears throat> I don't remember. I do remember the anniversary on September 29th, the launch of the IGN website, of course. Yeah, and IGN also the and launch of the, the N64, N64 happened the same day. But when it came out in Japan, I'm, I'm trying to remember, but I think I did not import it um, at the time. Yeah. I, I wanted the U.S. Um, machine and the game and play them, the games, the two games we got at launch. How far, yeah. how far apart were the J- Japanese and U.S. launches? Because I know well, I bought that. Months, I mean, yeah. Less. I mean, if it yeah, was September. September yeah. 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 Was that, very, I very specifically remember buying the N64 in the fall uh, of, what, what, 96, I yeah. guess? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if I told the story before, but Mario mm-hmm. 64 was running on a, on a TV and yeah. with a, with a fat butt at Toys R Us. Yeah. And I walked by it and refused to look at it because I didn't want to be spoiled. Wow. Well, I was so excited big, for this big thing. story. Yeah. I had saved Spoilers up. in that game. I didn't even want to see, like, I saw the it, corner of my eye, somebody was throwing Bowser. And I'm like, you can do that. I can't look. Bowser is in this game. And I went all in on the N64. I bought uh, I, both launch games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bought the N64. I bought four controllers, even though no launch game supported that. I saved up everything. Yeah. I traded in everything I owned for that, which oh, is the man, last time I ever... Oh, man, you went to Funko Land. Yeah, I went to Funko a big stack of some of the greatest Savages. Super Nintendo and Genesis Savages. games of all time. <laughs> How is that a retailer, Dave? And I'm I've sorry. never done that since, because what a stupid <clears throat> thing to do. I, I, right, I remember uh, reading yep. a ton about the, the Japanese launch of the N64 and just people saying, wait till Mario comes out, and, you know... Uh, I remember Next Generation Magazine had this big feature, and I was like, I cannot wait for this thing. All right. All right. Um, well, we're going to take a break. Good. Hopefully, Pear will remember more by next episode. Yeah. And if not, we'll try and plan something special by the time the 20th anniversary comes around because IGN and the N64 have the same birthday. So hopefully, my, our, our awesome GM will remember something amazing. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, Posty Three Thoughts uh, on Nintendo and Zelda. We'll be back. Altano and Per Schneider. Hey. And quick plug for you. There's an awesome thing that you can buy that's we're, related to IGN in some ways. And Yeah, well, we're yeah. trying something new. We partnered with NerdBlock. Basically, you know, they're a company in Canada that creates, like, special collectibles boxes like Loot Crate, only that it's not a subscription. You buy, like, one box, and it's a mystery what's in it. So we partner with them, and we, we looked through catalogs of everything that was available and, like, basically curated this box with them. It's, like, IGN brand.
granted, it's got autograph cards in it, so mm-hmm. you can get a random one. You know, Jose Jose's card is in there, Brian's card is in there. You know, uh, other hosts at IGN from Beyond Unlocked, what have you, uh, in their Game Scoop as well. And then, if you're a Nintendo fan, there's I know I'm not going to give it away, but there are a couple of really cool Nintendo items in there too that you okay. would like. There's a Deadpool T-shirt, you know, some bobbleheads, uh, IGN pin. Um, so were those the IGN pins from E3? No, it's a different one. It's actually a lapel pin. We oh, don't really? we don't even have one yet. Why don't it's I have one of those? It's a metal one. You got to buy a box, <sighs> and you wow. can get the box. Just go to <laughs> just go to nerdblock.com, nerdblock.com/ign, yep. and the box is right there. All when right. they're sold out, they're gone. We're not making another one. Nope. So yeah. get go, that. Get on go, that. Go get the thing. Get it. Uh, support us and support Nerdblock. All right. Uh, next up, we played Zelda E3. Oh we my god. Uh, we got to talk a little bit about it with Bill Trinan. If you haven't heard that episode, you should. Post E3, all I can tell you is that I spent all of my E3 recovery time looking up footage of Zelda. <laughs> so I had this real, like, post-E3 kind of depression because I wanted to play it. Like, I I kept on thinking about that game. It was ridiculous. Which it's been a while, to at least yeah. to me, since that has happened. Last year, I didn't have that. I, I did the most unthinkable thing that I thought I would never do again. I went to GameStop, and I repurchased Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Nice. Mm. Because I'm going to replay every single Zelda wow. game as my thirst needs to be quenched for the new Zelda game. And I think I figured out exactly why I walked out of E3 depressed and missing this game. Aww. And it's because usually I go to E3 and I play a vertical slice of a game, which is something I like. I saw the new God of War behind doors. I saw Watch Dogs 2. That's a very, uh, very enclosed, devil, very controlled devil. experience. Yeah. It's 15 minutes. You see everything. You walk out of it. You have a conversation with your friends about what they did and what you did. Mm. Most of you basically walk down the same hallway, experience the same exact beats. Zelda, every single one of us who walked out of there saw different things, played different things, interacted differently, with, had fought different characters, found different items. You found a fire rod. I was like, what? There's a fire rod? People were telling me about, like, I, I had made it in my demo, I made it to the ice area and then the timer came up that said, thanks for playing. Uh, and I was like, bring me back in there. Yeah. I he could turned not and yelled stop. at the lady. <laughs> yeah, I could not stop thinking about this game and I was like, what will scratch my itch in the meantime? Is it more Zelda? Yeah, I can go back and play Twilight Princess, yeah. which I'm doing in HD, and I'll play some Skyward Sword afterwards. Um, we'll replay every Zelda game before yeah, next we'll, year. And we'll be recording more High Roll Times as a result, right? Because we want to have basically a segment on the show where we kind of deep dive on these yep. games. But yeah, we've been looking for something to replace this Zelda. None of those, none of those are open world. No. It's like, and then and Skyward, open world Skyward games Skyward aren't. comes close. Just, it does. Uh, as long as you don't douse. Skyward and exploring does work. <laughs> but don't, 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 just don't douse. <laughs> but yeah, the, so, so the worst thing is just the reminder. You gotta douse. They make you douse. I can't believe I said that. Do it. I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's new. But, but they, the reminders, like, they, they're just all these reminders of the game in real life. Um, We're here. We're here. Yeah, you're you're going to make it back. Awesome. Like, I, I drove, last week I drove to VidCon, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, I passed by Magic Mountain. And it, like, if you remember the episode with Bill, like, to me, seeing the all the stuff in the distance in Zelda was, like, driving past an amusement park. And, like, you know you can't go there yeah. right now. And you're like, I want to go there someday. I wonder what it's like to sit on that terrifying-looking thing, right? Yeah. And, like, do you remember all the stuff in the background? 
Like, you yeah. just look in the distance, <clears> you see, obviously, you see kind of like that death mountainish volcano. Dude, there's a floating island. There was yeah. some weird floating thing. It's either, there was, yeah. There yeah. was some, some like, like a mountain with a piece missing in yeah. it. Yeah. And a lot like, of, oh, oh no. Well, so that, that mountain with a piece missing in it, the Twin Peaks, yeah. per se. We um, saw the climbing is, part. Yeah. No, and they've, they said that is very much a throwback to an original piece of the NES Zelda art, which showed Link on a horizon looking over, and there was that same shape. Yeah. They went for that for a specific reason they don't want to talk about. Um, a lot of it seems to hint at some sort of a timeline convergence because you have something like the Temple of Time and Link has been asleep for 100 years, but at the same time you have Koroks and you have uh, like the, the, the uh, shrine to the goddess sitting inside the Temple of Time. That wasn't there before. Plus the old um, man who's very evocative of the first Zelda yeah. or possibly the art style in Wind Waker. Yeah, Maybe he's came the from king. There. There's also yeah. uh, oh. rock salt you can find, which has people wondering, is this the remains of like the, of the, the ocean? Has, yeah, yeah, basically the ocean lowered and we're back. Um, although that would be weird to me because Wind Waker ended on a positive note. So you have to tell me how did this calamity happen that then kind of obliterated everything? Because for mean, the most part, Great Plateau, you don't find much. You don't find many people or many things. Where, where does Phantom Out Hourglass take place? <sighs> on That's that, the other on the, on the plate of spaghetti that is the Zelda <laughs> time <laughs> I, I think it'll break your brain if you try to put it together. No, you but, can't. It, but I do feel like there will be consistency with a game like it's just the setup is just so different it's no longer hey this boy grows up in this village and they find out that he may have this like special power through reincarnation yep. blah 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 this game starts with dude gets re- resurrected yeah in this weird chamber yeah. you know like which means bad things may have happened yes yeah, something yeah. happened and like remember Ganon gets sealed and somebody releases him. Who released Link? Like, what's going on? I don't know. Why was he asleep? Well, and you hear the, the female Dead, voice, whatever. which you assume yeah. is Zelda, right? Yeah. Link. We don't know. I open think your what eyes. the most intriguing about like, open your eyes. Open your eyes. <laughs> Sorry. What's most intriguing about this game is how familiar so much of it feels in a mm-hmm. sort of classic Legend of Zelda feeling, yep. like from the art style to just being Link again, but also how completely new and different it is. Like, actually controlling it. Is, and for the first time in Zelda history, took me a minute to really understand. Mm. Did I you mean, throw, yeah, you throw your sword. I was right? throwing like my sword. I was yeah. jumping the wrong way. I was like, you know, just climbing things incorrectly. Like oh, yeah. just and moving around. All is, the buttons changed. Everything's yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's jumping. The, jumping you, was one part of it too. No, if, if you're watching videos, you know, like uh, I, it took me yeah. a, about a minute and a half to get get into it. But it's like even accomplished players will do the wrong things. Like you're like, I know how to lock on, but you know, like. Suddenly, you're you're throwing your sword, or you're you're you don't realize that doing the backflip and doing like the sword, like lurching forward with a sword, is now using a jump button. Yeah, and it, you know it. It takes just a little time, and then it feels very liberating. Feels really cool. Yeah. So I I don't want to. Uh, I want Brian to finish his thought on anything because I know he has somewhere he sure. has to go. Yeah, I'm hopping over to Game Scoop next. This yeah. is when, when people jump from show to show. Scooped, yeah. You've been scooped from um, us. So I, I, I cannot stop thinking about this game, and I think it's because of how interesting and new the combat felt. Traversal is like is is its own thing, and we'll get there when we get there because mm-hmm. I don't. They showed they, they showed us one percent of this game at E3, which is. So exciting and terrifying, and uh, awesome. but combat is something that I found so new and so interesting because there you are never you are never married to your to your item anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like I got my sword, my sword lasts forever. I'm good. I was using uh, clubs and spears and things that would break. And then I would be in a combat scenario where I'm like, I don't know how to take this guy down. And I'd find an acorn and all of a sudden start slingshotting and stuff like that. And do you, did you realize what's really different about this game? Um, I just kind of felt like 
feeling wise like you walk up on you walk out of kind of a, a, the woods into a clearing and you see a bunch of guys hanging out around a campfire right yeah. like bokoblins and there's like wildlife running around and they may even chase it you didn't have that in a Zelda game before. No. Like usually you were inside a building and the, there are artificial rooms that intersect and you can see the monsters walking around or the bats flying around or they're usually hanging from a ceiling but it was it was much more it it, it didn't feel like you were you were coming upon a living world the same no. way, right? Like and even in a lot of games the enemies would fade in. Like think of Majora's Mats where you can roll around as the Goron in the landscape. Yeah. Like the enemies would fade in last minute. But here you can see stuff far away and like, oh I'm gonna snipe this guy or I, I'm gonna sneak up or I'm gonna throw a bomb. Like it really feels much more deliberate. I, I've been describing this game as a is a much more populated Shadow of the Colossus rather than what people are seeing it as, which is a much emptier Skyrim. <laughs> I don't. F- I don't think that's fair to call yeah. this to put this on the same page as Skyrim. It's not what they're going for. They are it's like, also way more polished. I mean, if you yeah. want to play that yeah, game, for right? sure. Like, let's not even for sure. And we and played one percent of it. Well, it's also like Skyrim. It's 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 got that kind of like '90s PC jank that people really love of just like I can Good. pick up everything. Yeah. Here's my weight. It's not Here's, bad. It's not, yeah. it's not bad, but like it's not what I'm looking for in a game like this. I picked up um, a spoon. And we talked to Bill. <laughs> we talked to Bill Trinan about this. Yeah, I, that. That that annoyed me. I, like, I do that in The Witcher too. I'm like, Dag picked up the plates. Yeah, like, why am I here? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, when you when you ask, you have to go through stuff. menus. We, we talked to Bill about this, and I said, like, are you guys like kind of are they are, are the is the team inherent you know just intrinsically going for a more desolate, lonely feel? And the answer is yes, they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that means that when stuff does happen, it has so much more significance. Like this, don't think about it like when you play GTA and you get in a car and there's a thousand people on the right. road. Think about it as you are alone in this field and that desolation and that loneliness. Um, What's well, way more poetic? Yeah, just like in is. Shadow of the Colossus, it's, there is something that it inherently suggests of the world and the space that you're occupying. Yeah. occupying. There's a history to everything that yeah. you almost feel someone is on the verge of telling you about, but they don't really ever and, get to. And that doesn't mean it's going to be empty or vapid or boring. I think a lot of people are like, well, there's nothing to do. And oh, my like, favorite no, are tons some of folks stuff who to are do. overemphasizing, well, why, can't I, why couldn't I invert the Y-axis? Nintendo really needs to learn that the demo experience should have options. They yeah, did this to us yeah. with Splatoon. They've done this to us with other games. Yeah. I feel it was a fault on their part to not have that in the build. But folks even complaining about that, to me, it was just like, when was the last time you played a Nintendo game? I was like, because they do include those options. Yeah. Sure. Yes, Nintendo gets it, bagged on for like not having communication support or for having sort of a weird approach to some of the things they do. But there are also some things, like inverting the Y-axis, that just make sense and will be in the final game. Yeah. So chillax. Yeah, no, there... I, and I, I, I want to make sure that like I felt the demo wasn't perfect technically, right? Like When I played no, that demo, I was stuff. thinking... Thank goodness this is getting a couple more months in the can yeah. because there were frame rate issues. Mm-hmm. It did look sometimes like. By the way, I saw it on two different displays. On one, it looked pretty nice. On one, it looked Some much more calibrated for yeah. uh, the, like the, some LCDs were just horrendously yeah. oh, so that set was, Okay, up. okay. Thank you, know? you so much you for saying that. Too? It yeah, was because really pixely. Looking. Well, I didn't get that at all because I was a. Uh, I I played it on two on two separate demos and yeah. and the, the when I first came out of it, I felt really bad because I walked up to Jose and like this is and I told this story on up at noon. When we saw the trailer that morning, I cried. Like I cried in the room in front of all my Aww. friends. I don't care. Probably. I'm an adult man. I don't don't call me what you want in the comments. I don't care. Uh, they love you in the comments. They, yeah, Relax. Thanks. Uh, and I uh, 
this art style is so gorgeous and painterly, and I think it's doing everything that Skyward Sword couldn't do because of the technical technical limitations. Yep. And then I I went and played it, and I was like, ooh, this is jaggy and yeah. and off putting. And then two days later, I came back and tried it again, and I was like. Oh, this actually looks gorgeous. Yeah. Like, so I don't, I don't know what that was. They, I think they had some demo kiosks that weren't set up really well. Yeah. Like there was, yeah. I played in one downstairs in the booth that wasn't that good. I, and they, and, and I still think they have some work left to do. Like, you come off Uncharted. And, like, you've seen a character climb a mountain any which way, and then you play yeah. as Link, and Link is like, mur, 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 yeah, but he's got this, like, whoa, whoa, but he's really, got this really, he's got this really kind sure, of but, janky but, way but of climbing, hold up, right? But you've seen characters climb things in other games where there were specific hand yeah. or footholds you need, whereas this one, they don't even go for that. Like, it is yeah. very much dependent it, on, you can climb anything, and I think that's cooler, regardless of, it is a little sort of stiff. I'm not talking about, the gameplay element is awesome, I love that freedom, but the way he, he climbs, he looks like some weird sad beetle well so i think wall, right like just the animation gets very repetitive when you're climbing a long distance whereas I, like i just played uncharted yeah, but, and man there's so much variety yeah, in the movement more, of but, the character okay but the thing that zelda has that uncharted to me does not have on its climbing is that you are more excited for what's at the top of that mountain whereas yeah, in uncharted that, it's though. more about I'm, where am i going jose i'm talking about the the visuals and i think that's where you know N- nintendo has to has to upgrade a little bit sure, and make sure, sure that there's a variety of, of animations because they have it in the cutscenes. Yeah. Like the way the character moves in the cutscenes is brilliant. Absolutely. Uh, the yeah. combat looks really good. It's well. just, you know, if, if you climb long distances, it'd be nice to have it not look so mechanical. I, th- I think they need to, and they will, uh, find that landing point between um, what is this art style and has the animation fit into yeah. this art style? Because there is like a sort of goofiness that comes with a lot of oh, that, of course, which yeah. I really like. <clears throat> yeah. And some of it is skipping keyframes and animation and others is just like right now if they just have a stock animation for something. But yeah. like Uncharted has its 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 ups and downs, right? And I'm, I wasn't the biggest fan of Uncharted 4. But yeah, the climbing does look gorgeous in that game. But mm. the art style they're going with in Breath of the Wild is so different and so special to me yeah. that I think that if they can, I mean, just the details were pulling out already of just yeah. like well and i think you guys are kind of overlooked well maybe not you but i think you are Hater. overlooking a lot of the tiny the smaller details that are in there like no, you have I'm like not. like for example you can pick up a stalble coblin's arm as a weapon and when it's on your back it is writhing the entire time yeah. these are these are small you, details so, no, no, that but, you would not pick but, up the did you way see things the catch from- fire the way things sort of move in general to me and combat especially where if you pull off something like a perfect guard it is a Badass moment when you pull off the shield block perfectly and you see something repel and go straight back at him. I, I, so I think there are some places where the animation does kind of hold up yes. pretty well. Climbing, you're right, not the best example. No, but that's why I'm, I'm saying I'm glad the game has a couple of months in development. No. I'm not. I'm not crapping on, on Zelda. I think the game is awesome looking, right. really yeah. fun. But it's not done. And it wasn't done when it was shown. Yeah. And it was rough around the edges. And I had a couple of moments where it ran really sluggishly. And I, and I thought, like, the, the climbing animations were at odds with but you just know what the it, beauty of the world and the combat mechanics yeah. and feel and look was so good. Yeah. yeah. So, But one thing that it did do mm-hmm. that you will agree with, uh, and I was not the person who came up with this, but I will just say it here. It convinced you on your first NX game. It sold you on your very first NX game. Yeah, that I would buy experience, one hundred percent. The amount of promise. Do you have to? Do you have to run? Yeah, but I was going to say, you're gonna stay? of course, I'm going to buy an NX. Yeah, yeah, no, but but just the idea that like your first investment on an NX, the first yeah. game you're going to get is going to be a pretty good game. No, like and, I, and I said I've said this before on the show, but like I mean, it didn't. It wasn't the 
the prettiest looking game, but no. playing Twilight Princess on the Wii when it launched after, you know, bowling and elibits and some of the other very kind of shallow experiences. And I know that like Wii Sports like was, you know, pretty robust if you got yeah. into it. But to sit there and have like a 60-hour game to play at, at the console launch was awesome. And yeah. yeah, I'm incredibly excited for that to happen again. And I have no idea how this game's going to look on the NX. Yeah. I assume it'll look even better, which like I'm just enamored with already. So if the yeah, rumors bring it are on. true and this thing is at least Xbox One, PS4 levels, Somewhere yep. in between them, even that says uh, a very good thing, and hopefully, like just the anti-aliasing will be gone, the staircasing effect will be gone. It's probably not going to affect the animation game, but it will affect like sort of what you see over distances. Because another thing that I, I haven't heard either one of you point out is how much pop-up was happening. Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah. Um, there was yeah. there was a significant kind of amount like fade of that. In, in the field. I yeah. think everybody needs to remember that at the end of the day, the box of this game is going to have the Nintendo logo in the corner, and they have never shipped a janky, busted-ass Zelda before. Yeah. They well, will make this right, and they will get it right. And as we've said before, NX is going to support Amiibo. This game supports Amiibo. NX is going to give it to you. NX is going to give it to you. i got to run, guys. I love you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, If they don't let you in, come back. Yeah. I'm like, no, no scoop for you. It was, you know, I really, I was excited to play it after the Nintendo demo and trailer reveal, but then when I played it, I was just like, I just, you know... I didn't even want to do the story. I just wanted to explore and try out things. Yeah. Like it, it has this wonderful, addictive feel to it, where you just want to mess with the yeah. physics. And Bill said it really well last time, right? Like you were stacking bombs for hours. Actually, I have, a, to I have a chain reaction. A funny story related to that. Uh, but before I go into it, I did want to talk about. Um, I spent a ton of time climbing on our first demo because we were trying to basically get to uh, something at the top of the mountain. And I love how when you start, if you don't have the right potion for it, you start like okay. I need to have built-in rest stops for how to do this. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of looking for, okay, I'm going to go that way, then I'm going to go over to the right, then I'm going to go over to the left. And so I was crisscrossing until I got to the top of the mountain. Yep. And that's where I was able to find the dungeon that led to the stasis rune. And that was the first really cool uh, rune that wasn't magnesis or the bombs that I had gotten. And it was so cool. Like, it was when when I found out you can freeze an object in time, whack it with a hammer, and then just once stasis wears off, it goes off into this. Is to me that completely completely blew my mind. So then the we other story talking about it, related like, to Bill. Just want to play it. So after we recorded MVC, Bill took me downstairs to a kiosk because he wanted to try something he was hearing <laughs> people were talking about on the show floor, and it was so the way magnesis works in that game is that if you use magnesis, um, which is you can pick up any metal object. Basically, it turns you into Magneto yeah. in Hyrule. Um, wh- and you can swing those objects yeah. around liberally and whack But the way the game is programmed, yeah. if your phone, your phone is made of metal. Uh, yeah. If your phone was the object I wanted to pick up, the rule for Magnesis in the game is that you can't have physical contact with the, the object. object you want to pick up that's metal. So I can pick this up with Magnesis as long as I'm not attached to it. And yeah. moving it around was a little weird. You can definitely tell uh, the physics thing is cool that they're going for, but it's yeah. also like, it's sort of bounces all over the place as a result, which is still kind of cool. So what Bill was trying to do was put down a metal door, put a box on top (laughs) of the metal door, and then get on top of the box so that he wasn't physically touching the door he was trying to pick up, and then see if he can do just magic carpet it and get out. Did he get it to work? Every time he tried, and if you're watching the video, exclusive for you, basically it kept flipping over on end and almost crushing him, and he died I think once. (laughs) But the way he was setting it up was really awesome, and maybe he didn't die. Like, he he ran to this one treehouse where the Bokoblin were, Mm -hmm. and there's a blue Bokoblin there who will wreck you by 
the way. Blue goblins in this game are yeah. very deadly compared to the him. red ones. Um, he picked up a metal slab and he just ran towards the base with this big magnetic shape in his hands <laughs> and the metal slab hanging in front of him. And he just smacked them all off of, yeah. uh, of the treehouse. He knocked them into the river. He knocked some aside. Everything died. And yeah, I was just like, so the idea that you can even try something that weird to but see what happens. How, I wonder how so they cool. limit it though. Okay, like that, that's the, this game is going to be very difficult to debug and to balance, right? Yeah. Like the old Zelda games, if you didn't have the hook shot, you couldn't steal the shield from the enemy, so that enemy was tough to beat. You had to mm-hmm. get ar- around him or something, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that was kind of the, the progression system where something was tough and then got easier because yeah. because you got a weapon. In this game, you can get the weapon in the beginning <laughs> if you know where to look. Yeah, or That's if you're lucky cool. enough to stumble upon it. No, and That's I agree. That's so awesome. Um, yeah, no, it, it was it was fantastic. I will say a couple of other like stats that blew my mind. A lot of people seem really hyped for this thing. 7.2 million people watched this just on Nintendo's YouTube channel. The trailer nice. for it alone, probably the most watched video they've had on that channel ever, I yeah. want to say. Because uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything hit that sort of number. And I could be wrong. Someone write in if you know, uh, nvc at IGN.com. And yeah, there's just that last thing of Nintendo just kind of quietly sold you an NX. Um, right there like to me they did anyone who was interested in that game saying okay now i'm a little more interested in what you're going to say when the system finally comes to light yeah for sure yeah um whatever it may be again like i almost wish like they 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 promised this game for the wii u they have to deliver this game for the wii u but i almost wish this was introduced as the next big game on the next console it just it would have given it so much more oomph and excitement well it makes you wonder too what limitations sort of played into it like once this thing did switch to an nx uh to you know will be ported you know if nx is technically superior what could this game have gotten from just focusing on one platform versus being across two gens Although we don't know what Nintendo's definition of that gen is going to be. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some news. You ready for this? Time for guess, some news. Guess what happened uh, yesterday during a Nintendo what investors meeting. Uh, so it was the first uh, investor meeting of the fiscal year. Uh, and our NX watch has begun with Pear doing what he's doing. But he's pantomiming. What he's doing is pantomiming <laughs> Google Cardboard or yeah. VR. Uh, apparently. Mark my words. That's going to be Nintendo's so, VR solution. So this is. going to strap the NX screen to your head. To your face. Um, so. Uh, this is these these translated uh, comments come secondhand. Yeah. Uh, so a Twitter user by the name of N Styles was tweeting out meeting in Japanese, was tweeting what was being said in, in, at the meeting in Japanese, and then a good friend of the show Cheese Meister was translating those into yeah. English. And apparently Miyamoto said that not only was VR a big thing at E3, but that Nintendo. Uh, was researching VR and that they have the core technology. They've been basically experimenting with yeah, it for of course. the most part. It's, it's That's not verbatim. <laughs> yeah. Um, with an he said that right now long play sessions were the issue, he yeah. seemed to indicate. Uh, and he said that they want to release something that can be played for long periods, carries value, and is affordable. Uh, that basically Nintendo wants parents to feel at ease. Surprise! Yeah. Nintendo's working on VR. What is Nintendo not working on? That's what I want to know. Yeah, again, I, I I honestly think this is the this is the Google Cardboard version of it. You think so? so? Yeah, like I mean your Android phone, your Samsung phone is is a VR device. It is again not the same as Oculus and Vive and you know, those two are not not the same as PlayStation VR, which is a step down from those, right? But um okay. I, and I 
I don't think. Like, I mean, don't misread this and think that the NX is a VR first device. I don't it think so. It will not be. I don't think but so. But the VR, uh, the VR, the NX, you've gotten, I hope, a good indication that there is a portable element to that thing, and you would be able to use the same approach as with a with a Google Cardboard kind yeah. of device. You know. I mean, maybe that's the case. I mean, Nintendo is known at least. Historically, you look at the yeah. company, it is about affordability. Uh, even though Wii U was probably the most expensive system they've ever sold, yeah. 350 mm-hmm. was the higher price point for Wii U, the black Wii U, the one that had a bigger storage space. Um, it's a pretty good selling point. Like if you, if they bring out the NX and they say, and by the way, it's got VR in the box, general mainstream consumers are not going to make the distinction between the experiences, but they can see that the price point but is a lot lower. What you're saying suggests that NX would be some sort of a tablet, smaller shaped device, something maybe the size of your phone right now. Bigger. With buttons. Yeah. Bigger with buttons. Yeah, but the bigger it gets, the harder it is to strap yeah. that to your face, right? Yeah. Isn't that the problem? Yeah. But I mean, think about it. Theoretically, you could put a gamepad on your face, and like, you would and look it's weird. Not, you know, the the VR the goggles distribution's have gotten, all off. The VR goggles have gotten a lot lighter over the years. But I gotta think that NX is not gonna be the clunky kind of heavy tablet gamepad. Hopefully, who knows though? Yeah, right? it's hard to tell. But maybe I, you take your TV. And, and staple it to your head. So I agree with you that I don't think NX is a VR machine first. Uh, no. On the topic of NX, uh, Nintendo still dodging, still dancing uh, regarding, okay, there's a release window of March 2017, mm. but we still have nothing to say because we don't. We want to avoid our competitors imitating our idea. It's this new concept, et cetera, uh, which, quite frankly, I'm just – I'm kind of <sighs> – if you're not watching the video, I'm just kind of grabbing my head right now because, okay, we're in what, July? We're about to be in July, all right? Yeah. And if you're planning for a March release, again, it's like what we said at the start of this year, you have to start talking about this at some point. Like, it's just, sorry, I'm begging uh, you on the table Khrushchev so much. You the thing. Take off yeah. your shoe, man. I have um, to. No, but I'm serious. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're reaching a point where you have to start saying more about this, especially yeah. because... You learned at E3 what was rumored was true. Your competitors also have new boxes next year. Yeah. So even though you were trying not to get drowned out of, of the of, of the conversation, but you might end up if you keep waiting. Okay, but what you saw also at E3 is that this whole kind of worry about the competition cribbing your you know your playbook is is justified because the reason why the Xbox One S was announced is because people have been talking about the PlayStation Neo. A upgrade to the four with 4K support, but right? Microsoft and so, was talking but, about it prior but, to but that. But now you've got both Microsoft and PlayStation and, and Sony outputting basically the same concept, which is unusual. An upgrade to an existing console with slightly improved capabilities. Yeah, unprecedented. Never both been done doing before. it at the same time. And so I think Nintendo is justified. If there is some unique hook to this... Um, to say, you know what, we we don't want to play our cards all the way yet. But that's not to say that they can't reveal a little bit of it. Like the the Wii, right? Like the Wii opened motion gaming, and then let's not kid ourselves. The PlayStation Move was a Wii controller with a clown nose oh, on well, it, right? And, 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 like, and then Xbox uh, Connect was that concept, but oh, I hit same, the mic. Same concept, that concept but done it with yeah. uh, camera tracking, motion, and etc. Yeah. Basically, the motion war well, started from that point. But I mean, if the rumors and what we've heard about the NX is, uh, are true. Um, that doesn't sound like a concept you can easily copy. You know, no. like the the 
like a new console, like they're not going to change the design of the console to be something more like what Nintendo is working yeah. on. They're not going to regress the hardware to be more affordable to do something like Nintendo is doing. And so yeah. I feel like... I, I don't know. Maybe there's something very unique about the controller, and Nintendo just doesn't want See, to See, but I that. also think maybe, I mean, maybe it's that. I also just want to kind of emphasize that at least Nintendo follows very core values with yep. all the products that they make, right? And you could you can find some of those. Hey, Martin Christopher Sleva it's joins Marty. us once again on Nintendo Voice Chat. He's subbing in for Brian. I desperately was Bark texting uh, to get him to come out. Um, it was lifelike. Yeah, thank you. So we were just talking a little bit about uh, basically something that happened last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, at the uh, Nintendo Investors meeting, which you saw the story on IGN, uh, Miyamoto sort of confirming that Nintendo is very much researching VR, which also uh, we did not say, pair you, you and I say, but it's a smart move for them simply because VR is a major part of games as a conversation mm-hmm. right now, and yeah. I think it would be foolish for Nintendo to act like that's not important or yeah. that's not an industry that they should be keeping an yeah. eye on. Also, but, uh, Nintendo researched VR 23 years ago, and it came out. <laughs> <laughs> it wants your eyes. Bought one for, very, for very cheap from Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah that's um, right. Yeah, no, this surprises me you know, none whatsoever. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm really curious. Like, I, uh, I don't know what you guys have said so far, but like, I highly doubt any of this will be what is in NX that we see next yep. year. We've, we've said the same thing. Yeah. Like, totally. Yeah. But um, yeah, they'd, you'd be foolish to think that they wouldn't be doing this. Like, they are a forward-thinking company. They are a company that thinks outside the box and looks at. You know, they brought motion to the living room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They brought. 3D to the living room they bought the analog well, stick. Well, look at this larger venture for the company. Of, yeah. Oh, glad Rumble. that ended in ad and not something the else. Little, the little seat. Remember, we got we all used those little CDs for Shoulder a long time. Buttons. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I did want to point out though that. Uh, as, as they're also, there's also just this big in- entertainment initiative for the mm-hmm. company, right? Of trying and sampling, right. being more than just video games, mm-hmm. which VR is very much that's part of that pipeline. Is it's not just for games; it could be for a bunch of things. You could have some kind of Mushroom Kingdom or, or Zelda Hyrule experience <laughs> that you can just that. have someone strapped to their face, and it's made from the ground up specifically for VR because we couldn't figure out how to make it a game, but we wanted to give you something. Yeah, cool. I mean, this more yeah. than anything, I would love. I don't want Nintendo investing in the R&D for hardware. Mm. I'm like, this is one of those, don't try to go toe-to-toe with, with Oculus and fi- you know with Facebook back. Like, and Sony, just, that's a consumer electronics yes. company. They're yeah. going to make it cheaper than you Yeah, can. so instead of focusing on that, focus on experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, Make something that can maybe exist across multiple ones of these. And I totally agree with you. They're not going to put a PS4 game out, though. Well, yeah. like, they're not going to do that. I mean, they'd rather give it to Oculus and probably rather give it to Vive than give it to, yeah, to Sony. If, I mean... By the time any of this comes around, I'd be surprised if this many contenders are still in the VR market. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're going to have Samsung Gear and PSVR and Vive and Oculus all around uh, in a couple of years. But mm-hmm. that being said, like God, I would like you said, like imagine Nintendo Land, not even with like interactivity, yeah. but Nintendo Land, like wandering around these these spaces that we've wanted to wander around since yeah. since we were kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they've been very good at that. Uh, mm-hmm. So then we transitioned the conversation, just talking a little bit about an X. I was going to bring up so Nintendo, as as the company that they are, likes to pride themselves on their core values, which uh, they list, actually, on their investors' website. Uh, And it does, in a lot of ways, define who they are, right? Originality, flexibility, sincerity. Sincerity, uh, basically making something, accumulating uh, trust can can create great change, is what they call it, uh, in order to develop and try and learn from our experiences day to day, and just being innovators in gaming with originality, right? Mm Because we're talking about, you know, they're still saying we don't want to show an X uh, because we don't want imitators. And it's like, well, it's a little too late for that. Those guys yeah. already started their plans. And quite frankly, if you want to sell this thing to people, you got to start marketing it 
You got to yeah. start saying things about it. And also, if this thing's going to be out in nine, eight months, March twenty like, seventeen, it takes a long time to, to imitate. Yeah. Like no one's going to. Yeah. Also, like, but, then, I w- but see, that's why I think I mentioned before you stepped in. I, th- I think it may be related to the controller because, like, having a special controller is something that yeah, but, is okay. easily copied. But let's in scale a shorter back. Time Let, let's open past gaming for a yeah. second, right? Mm-hmm. When Apple introduced the iPhone, how long did it take everyone else to catch up? It took a while. Well, that's a, it wasn't that's overnight. A, but then you saw like OS. your Androids and yeah. you saw your other competing phones Dude, but figure the, out how the, to do that. But the device, building the device was not an issue for Samsung. It was the OS and yeah. actually making something that is that good in yeah. a portable format. Yeah. Right? They, 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 people copied the general idea, yeah. I think, pretty quickly from Apple, but it took a very long time for someone to do it as well as yeah. Apple. Yeah. And they, like you said, yeah. the OS. And as yeah. Android yeah. eventually totally. yeah. sort of rose to prominence. And, and, and then, I mean, the I, I do want to give PlayStation, uh, Sony some credit on this, Absolutely. Too. They have the iToy, right? Mm-hmm. They had motion gaming uh, before Nintendo had it, did. essentially, right? And That's so right. they may have played around with a lot of these ideas and have thought about ways to bring them to the market. And then when you see a success like the Wii, that's when you accelerate that plan and you move forward on a project that otherwise would have come out in two years. And yeah. I, I think that's what Nintendo's worried about. Yeah, and, and yeah, I think perfectly, like you said, like whatever the NX controller is, whatever its hook or whatever makes it so different than Microsoft and, and uh, Sony's traditional game pads, I would not be surprised if at some... In some bun- like Indiana Jones bunker in both Microsoft and Sony, there are patents for yep. ideas that are sort of yeah. like that. Because we always we see these pat- patents leak every day for the yeah. weirdest looking controllers. Yeah. The, the NX controller that looked like the what was it the dowsing rod oh or whatever you use. Yeah, or uh, there was a, a U shaped like yeah. magnet thing that it was like, oh, that's how you're going to play the next Mario Kart. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, it, it doesn't, really doesn't cost money to patent anything. So yeah. just anyone has the weirdest idea, and you're like, I'll, I'll, I'll patent it. Yeah, Altano yeah. has the funniest joke because he said, "Why are all patent artists terrible?" <laughs> oh, isn't that weird? Yeah. 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 Be. But then there are also concepts, right? Like crossplay, for example, or like Xbox Live, right? Like there, there, there are things that are that you can copy. Like the concept of saying of, of marketing, hey, from March on, the Xbox One will allow uh, allow you to play all Xbox games across PCs, Macs, and phones. That is something that you can market effectively against a company like Nintendo without even having it done, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. I think they're worried about that kind of approach. But partially, I think they just don't know. They also don't want to talk about it before the holiday season, right? Like, they want the Wii U's and the 3DS's last hurrah. What? What? No, first of all, not a hurrah. It's, well, second, it's, of all, <laughs> second of all, if you wanted it to even be a... You would have announced something for Wii U for November, which so far there is nothing special. Yeah. Uh, at no, least right. that, that it's on our radar that I've heard of. Not even um, nothing special. No, 3DS nothing. getting a new Pokemon game. Yeah, yeah, be oh, yeah. There you go. No worries there. Totally. It's, yeah. it's Wii U there right now. Yeah, it's the like, Nintendo well, iPhone is going to yeah, get you're, Pokemon. Yeah, you're quietly too. letting this thing. And, you know, Nintendo, uh, I, I love this. I saw this in a Rolling Stone article from our good friend, this, uh, Simon Cox wrote this, but he said this year Nintendo plead the fifth when it comes to uh, yep. talking about their next venture because mm-hmm. they just they don't want to and they're not ready. Um, but, man, you guys got to start talking soon. Uh, so then our final news story um, is something else that came out of this investors meeting, which is that uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, has had, first of all, uh, there's a staff of over 100 people who worked on the game or currently working on the game. 
over the last five years, there have been 300 people in the credits who have worked on this game. So this is like Assassin's Creed level. <laughs> like, know, holy cow. I think Assassin's Creed has over 1,000. Now, right? now. Well, Mighty Number no. 9 has 70,000 names in its credits. Yeah, all but right. we all paid for it. Uh, so, <laughs> then, <laughs> so then, uh, and he said that basically in order to recoup that the production cost, they were hoping this thing has to sell basically 2 million in sales yeah, which for that to happen. Yeah. yeah. I'm not too worried about Which, that. Yeah. Like, that's not one of the... What was the game? Final Fantasy XV, their square's number was 10. Now, like, 10 million is a lot. Worldwide. Worldwide. And granted, it's on two platforms. And, two yeah. vibrant yeah. platforms in yeah. Japan. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. feel like Square has screwed up projections before, too, because I feel like the first Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider. reboot yeah. had some insane like, this number. This is a failure. Ten. And it's yeah. like, no, this sold, like, like, 5 million copies. Yeah, like, We're totally you, fine. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. yeah. Um, game I, development is expensive. I mean, they want to recoup their costs and build these franchises yeah. to be bigger. So there's... How many we use? 15 million we use out in the wild? I want to say no, less 12? than It's probably 12 yes. or 13. Over 10. Yeah, okay. It's, it's over 10. It's over sure. 10, and then... It's like 58 uh, 3DSs in the world. Okay. So it's 58 yeah. million. So it's 58 million. 58 million. Yeah, 58 million. Oh, that, that, yeah. 58 I have most that of them. That old chestnut. 58 million. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, but it's at that point where I'm like, who the hell has a Wii U that isn't going to buy this game? Like, Well, well the ones seriously. who are buying it for NA. Right, so which is totally fine. Like, yeah, this I think this thing colors 2 million. Just fine. Yeah, yeah I yeah. agree with you. Especially yeah. because it had such a, like, maybe if it had a disastrous showing at E3, and you know, I was like, ooh. What's, well, we what jokingly, we called it, like, Nintendo was going, this was the E3 nightmare, you know, brought to life. And then, actually, it just ended up being the E3, I don't know, tropical storm. What do you, what do you, sorry, <laughs> what, was the, what was the disastrous showing? Oh, the. No, Zelda. just, just that it, they were only showing Zelda, Zelda as the oh, only playable see, game. Yeah. That okay. we kind of guessed there would be smaller things around yeah, it, yeah, the yeah. Treehouse Live, which ended up being true. Yep. Um, overall, it's kind of crazy. When you think about it, that they went in with the lowest expectation, then walked out with Game of Show from a lot of us, ourselves included. Yeah. But I mean, it was that good was of a there demo. Was there ever any doubt that a Zelda game would be awesome? I mean, no, right? there never is. Like that, that was never what, what was, I was worried what was about. Skyward Swords E3 showings like were they good? Uh, like, I don't remember. I wasn't at those 20, E3s. So that that was my first E3 was Skyward Swords. Uh, Skyward Swords stage show where that's where they had the infamous the Wii remote. Yeah, wasn't that was picking not a good show. calibration. Yeah, and also um, I thought it looked fine, but. Yeah. I, I was willing to accept, oh, there's so technical but, issues happening here. And that game had, you know, I think people really liked for the first time actually having that one-for-one mm-hmm. one control, right? Like mm-hmm. you got to mess around with, like, fighting enemies. That was the selling point, yeah. This way, that way. So I think it had a decent showing after that terrible demo. Yeah. 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 A lot of interference. Yeah. 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 Breath of the Wild had a, had a sort of singular showing. Like, I, I had in my five E3s, I've never seen a game that so many people were like, I gotta go to this, I gotta line up for this, I gotta yeah, go Yeah, you saw that video where folks just ran towards yeah. the kiosk on the last day but of yeah, the show. Yeah, totally. And it's a game that, like, not only, it's it's Zelda, so yeah, Zelda fans, you, 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 yeah. you're fine. But also, lapsed Zelda fans are looking at this and like, oh, this is something different. Like, this is yeah. a game that is aware that it is a video game in 2017, and that is aware of the changes that have yeah. been made in video games since, honestly, Ocarina of Time. Because yeah. the series yeah. hasn't really uh, move the goalpost yeah. that much since Ocarina of Time? I'd, I'd, no, I'd yeah, say no, without, they've, like, they've been following the framework I mean, yeah, for the I, entire I thing. I adore Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Uh, yeah. But I feel like this was Max the effects. first one that was just like, all right, this is, we are sort of changing what this series means yeah. here. And I think they did it in a really smart, exciting way for a lot yeah. of people. I think I the most that. cynical mm-hmm. comment I've seen, I've heard lobbied at Breath of the Wild is this looks like baby's first adventure game. I'm fine with that. Like, if that, if even if that was, were the case mm-hmm. to me, um, the idea of how, the scope of what this adventure is 
to me is enough. Yeah. That is exactly what I want. I want to be able to venture off of this great plateau and just find whatever experiences I find, whatever treasures I find, whatever weapons mm-hmm. I find. And if those combinations come across as kitty, guess what? This is a company I, that makes entertainment for all ages. Mm-hmm. If you were expecting Skyrim or past that, mm-hmm. or Witcher 3 or 4, mm-hmm. I don't think that's a realistic expectation for well, Zelda. It's also, I mean, that's a really superficial an- analysis. Like, do you play that game for five minutes probably get your butt kicked by an enemy right mm-hmm. like in the demo we played Steve Talis. The, the rock dude could kill you <laughs> yeah. instantly the mm-hmm. blue bokoblin guy could kill you instantly you could fall off the world like there mm-hmm. are all these things you come to terms with you throw your sword away by accident mm-hmm. like like some and, of us and like i it's definitely it is not a game that holds you a ha- uh, your your hand mm-hmm. and makes yeah. it really yeah. easy right. and also like know. if people are if there's people who are mad that are like well i want this to be like skyrim where i can pick up any book and read it i'm like who the hell reads every book in skyrim <laughs> Like, I don't want that. I would rather have 1% of what's in Skyrim, but stuff that I'm actually interested in. I get so angry when I pick up spoons by accident. Like, like, why is this in the game? Like, why did no. you do this? Someone did this. Someone like, spent overtime and like didn't like, have dinner with their kids because they had a bottle of the stupid spoon you had to pick up. Why? I feel, I feel like the frickin' Dragonborn could sit down for one second and decide I'm not, not going to pick this. up yes. household yes. items. Yeah. Ever. Like, I don't know yeah. if there's, like, a, well, is there a PC? The apology button will be nice. Fushiro, when you, when no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fushiro, uh, nah. Thank you so much for subbing in quickly, yeah. Marty. Uh, so we are going to take a break, um, but most of this cast will not be here because uh, after this we're going to go into Pokemon Go impressions. So, Marty, how do they find you on the, the Twitter? Uh, you can find me at McBiggity with two Gs and two Ts. And how do they find Brian Altano on the Twitter? Uh, he's at Agent Bizzle, two Zs. And how do you yeah. find Pear Schneider on the Twitter? No, I'm kidding. Like, he's not Pear here. IGN. Yeah. Pear IGN. Pretty easy. Pear I've, IGN. Never said your, I've never, never said your Twitter name before. Pure IGN. Pure IGN. Pure IGN. Yeah, no, yeah it's, it's I don't think I've been on, uh, on the Marty Beyond. Some of us have not either. Yeah, yeah, there's a few of us in this wow. room. Wow. Wow, yikes. Yeah. Pressure. All right, well, well we got to take a quick break. <laughs> and when we come back, Pokemon Go, don't go anywhere. here with a very different panel and a very special episode of Nintendo Voice Chat, where we're going to talk to you about the Pokemon beta. So we're going to try and keep this segment contained to half an hour, simply because this was recorded after work, and people want to go home. I don't know if you realize that, but we have lives. Um, but let's introduce this panel. Miranda Sanchez joins us. Hello. Andrew Goldfarb joins us. Hello. And Callie Pleggy is joining us once again. Hello. So let's go around the room real fast. Say your level you attained in Pokemon Go. Uh, how many Pokemon you have caught? Oh wait, yeah. How many po- how many Pokemon in your Pokedex, and how many you actually caught, which are all relevant stats that will make sense to you in a few minutes. I promise. Yeah. Okay. So I am eleventh level four. I caught forty three. In my Pokedex, I have twenty six, and I'm a gym leader. Nice, oh, man. nice. That's an extra stipulation on yeah. that. All right. <laughs> Bonus. Uh, I am level four, but getting close to five. Uh, I have twenty three in my Pokedex. I've caught 44, and I went to a gym and died a whole bunch. And, 
only won one sad battle. There is a tough gym by your house, though. Uh, which and also, there's does not play around. If you go to the subway right by work, there's a dude with like a crazy. It's like thousands of HP. I can't come. Close yeah, to no, it. I couldn't come close to it either. I, um, I would go to subway. All right, so I am a level six uh, Pokemon trainer. I have 46 Pokemon in my Pokedex. I have caught 125 Whoa. of them, um, and I'm also a gym leader. I should have gone last. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, Kelly. How do you follow that? <laughs> I apologize. Uh, yeah, I went a little crazy with this. Um, all right, you're up. Uh, I will for also approaching five like Andrew. I have 30 in my Pokedex, and I've caught 71. Nice. Um, and I also went to a gym and lost because I am also in a high – there's a lot of field testers uh, where I live, and those gyms are hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. I so we're. Oh, stood, no, go ahead. I stood there for so long. I was like, I am going to win this gym. There's, a, yeah. gym, there's a gym like near my CVS that I go to. So I walked to CVS and I was like, I might as well challenge this gym. And I got wrecked. I yeah. was on a really awkward street corner. I was like, Me too. whatever. Me too. I look on nice. the street, like, nice. like just tapping my phone and people are walking by, like, this isn't the weirdest thing I've seen in this city, but okay. Which, yeah, and we're going to get into that because yeah. even though it's called Pokemon Go, it is very much Pokemon Go and stop and go and stop and yep. go yes. and stop and go and catch a Pidgey, and then go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. And uh, just lastly, Miranda, even if you didn't take that gym, you got a Jolteon, which is That's probably awesome. one of the coolest Pokemon that has been collected, at least of this of this. Of this want to update and say I've now caught 45 Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, nice. Pay attention. All right, so we're going to break this down. Uh, so if you're not in the know and you're wondering, well, what is Pokemon Go? First of all, you may be living under a rock, and that's fine. But Pokemon <laughs> Go is a mobile collaboration between Niantic, uh, who formerly made a game called Ingress. They used to be a part of Google, but then they spun off on their own. Uh, the Pokemon Company, who are the stewards of the Pokemon brand and make a bunch of Pokemon spinoff games. And lastly, Nintendo, who's involved in this as well. Being that they are uh, creating and selling the Pokemon Go Plus, which we don't have access to yet, but this is an accessory that you can use with uh, this app, which you can play on your iOS or Android device. So we got into the Pokemon Go field test this weekend. We started on Saturday, and we're going to break down our experience across four categories right here. So we're going to start with the catch and wall, the collection aspect. We're going to then head into battle, talk about exploring in our in our neighborhoods and how cool that was. And then lastly, what do we want to see going forward from Pokemon Go? So we're going to try and make this as entertaining for you as possible. Let's start with collection, which hooked me right away, but I want to lead off with you guys talking about it. Uh, so what, what was that experience like for you guys? Because it is very different than the games, and we have to stress that for folks listening. Go ahead. Yes. You're ready. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of times you see the Redita, you see the Pidgey, they are everywhere. Um, but sometimes in the bottom corner of your screen, you can pull up a little menu and see how close certain Pokemon are. You'll see their silhouettes if you haven't caught them yet or seen them. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw the outline of a Jolteon, knowing what Jolteon looks like. And I just like left my house immediately. I had just gotten home and it's like hot. And it's like, oh, hey, I'm home. And I checked Pokemon Go. I was like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like a little game of who's that Pokemon in the bottom yeah. right corner. Uh, yeah. Like if you haven't seen the anime, um, that was always fun when I was a kid. I was like, oh, I'm really good at recognizing <laughs> silhouettes. We were trained uh, for this all along. Yeah. So yeah. this has been many years in the making, but it, it is really cool to, like, I, um, Turned around for a, a Ghastly because I love Ghastly. I almost turned around for a Snorlax, but I was late to a thing. I had to be at work. I was late to work. 
For, for some reason, yeah, going up to your boss and saying, yeah, I was late to work because I had to go catch a squirtle, uh, which almost happened to me. I was running late on Tuesday, I want to say, or on Monday, and uh, it showed up. So you can see on your app who, who are nearby, like uh, like Miranda said, and if it's one you have caught, it's a filled-in silhouette. If it's one you haven't caught, you have to be, be able to tell, and props to you for being able to tell, uh, you guys to be able to tell which ones they are, because I'm a bit more casual with the series, but I know what a squirtle looks like, and I was like, <laughs> basically, you then have to vaguely figure out which direction it's in, because it only tells you how many meters it is away, yes. and the number can go up or down depending on where you're going. Yeah. Now, someone actually, when I told them about that, and I said, yeah, I walked for like 10 minutes, and then I missed my window, and they were like, well, you're not f- frustrated by that, and I was like... I, I don't feel like I was just because I feel like this is what you're signing on for. This game is very much about Pokemon in the real world, and you have an opportunity to catch them, and you're either going to stumble on them or you're not. Yeah, I think the the thing that drew me in about the collection aspect is that it's not super easy, depending on uh, you know if you're walking in the wrong direction, you realize too late, mm-hmm. or I mean sometimes Pokemon run away like they do in the games. Uh, when you catch them, yeah, when you're trying to catch them. So I liked that. Like I felt. M- that's why I turned around for that ghastly, right? Because I was like, I haven't seen, I've seen plenty of Rattata, like I've seen plenty of Pidgeys, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen ghastly yet. I gotta turn around for ghastly. And, um, I thought that was really interesting. Cause in the games, in the, in the 3DS games, I mean, this is also a game, uh, you, if, if you see a Pokemon in one place, almost always, unless it's a legendary, you'll be like, eh, I can come back later. And yeah. I can go on Wonder Trade. Like, this was like, I gotta f- go outside and do this myself. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna feel accomplished. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. Yeah, and I, sp- I spent most of Saturday, like, out of the house, and I I don't really explore my neighborhood. I live up in the East Bay. Uh, by the way, we have an awful Zubat uh, infestation <laughs> problem. Like, I swear, like, <laughs> how many Zubats do you catch on the daily? I would say many, many, uh, yep. many, 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 yeah, many. <laughs> Zubat and Pidgey are everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, uh, you know, I would walk to the mall uh, nearby and just find uh, a bunch of different things on my way, screenshotting them all, and I gotta say that the graphics of this thing, I've tried AR games before, and have always felt slightly disappointed, because the technology involved always felt very creaky. Like, at any moment it can break, or uh, the, the graphics of the thing that they're trying to show me just didn't look that great. Um, they look they look awesome. Like it's it, They're very simple, they're not super shaded, or, or uh, very detailed, but at the same time, when you take your photos out in the real world, which we're not allowed to share, we were told, like, you can't do that. They have some on um, the Pokemon Go uh, information page already. So good yeah. point, yeah. yeah um, it, but, they yeah, they, they look fantastic, and Magikarp looks like he's in trouble no matter where you take a picture. <laughs> yeah, we're taking a lot of Funny Magikarp pictures, and I think it's worth noting that this is, uh, as far as we know, the first 150 Pokemon, so first generation Pokemon, which means they are going to be their, their actual designs are less detailed. Yeah. So I think that helps uh, with the oh, AR. Yeah. The way it looks is you're not dealing with uh, some of the more detailed designs that you see in, in later games. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was it's very charming, like a little Clefairy. Like Clefairy looked so nice in my, like, a oh. dinky part of my apartment. Like, I was catching a fairy, <laughs> and there's like, sort of, like, this, pe- like, stack of games I haven't organized yet, and it's in the background. I'm like, man, I gotta clean my apartment. I did. I cleaned my apartment, because I was like, Clefairy looks bad. I gotta make What's Clefairy. What's gonna think Clefairy of me? Clefairy's <laughs> like, like, it just, it was so cute. I wanted to take a yeah. screenshot, but I was embarrassed, because, like, it's this cute little pink fairy. Yeah. You know? It's that weird, like, when it looks bad, it's generally my fault. Like, yeah. if I'm, like, when I'm playing the game how you're not supposed to, if I'm, like, laying like a lump with like peanut butter stains all over my chest and like more I'm like oh there's a pigeon and I'm like playing it like lying on my back then yeah like the zoomed in AR angle looks awful because yeah. it's like a crappy awful reflection of me in the distance or something and it zooms in on it but like but if you're playing it like up and walking around yeah. it really does like 
number one, it like never feels like they don't look out of place weirdly because yeah. like of course they're out of place, but they still look right. Yeah, and the Danny models, yeah. like once you catch them in your Pokedex, you can like look look at them and yeah. like spin them around and stuff, yeah. and it's like. I like the style of it. It's not mm-hmm. trying to make them look real. It's just making them look like that. Thank almost God. that Pokemon Stadium art style a little yeah. bit. Yes. Yeah, I know. And, and I think that's really important. And then to catch them, you're lobbing Pokeballs at them. Yep. And so there is no battling between your Pokemon and that Pokemon, which completely rewrites the way we've been playing and interacting, I feel, with yeah. most Pokemon it, games. It, it. It's sort of like how Ash Ketchum in the anime sort of approached the... He was just kind of like, ah, I'll find a Pokemon in the grass, oh my god. Like, yep. <laughs> I, but it I, works. Yeah, the first time when, when, Jose, when you and I went on our first walk around the Embarcadero, um, that's the impression I got, that this was more like the world building of Pokemon than the mechanics of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's very that's the big difference that uh, we we do want to stress is like, it's it feels very different, but it also feels the same as far as the sense of adventure goes. And so I think I I like that I don't have to whittle a Pokemon's HP down and get, oh, and now I have, you know, Thunder Wave and it's paralyzed. That'll increase my chances by whatever percent it is. Yeah, you don't have to do that thinking. I I mean, I have all this math in my head somewhere because this is the kind of thing I care about with with the the mainline series. No, and then you also have Pokemon who will straight up Matumbo a Pokeball. They'll have an animation where they'll jump up and (laughs) slap, and they just hit the ball away, and it's like, nope, not yet. And then you have to make a decision of, okay, is it because, like, if you see an art, so there's this weird catching mechanic that at first doesn't hit you right away because there's a, yeah, there's a white it. circle and then there's a green circle within it that gets smaller but sometimes that green circle instead is orange which means you have a less likely chance. I, right. Red means you have an even lower chance of catching in so you have yeah. to use a different Pokeball to increase chance. And yet chances. even when it's big and green I still they'll come out I feel sometimes. like it's not yeah. guaranteed. It's, yeah. it's a very unclear, unclear yeah, system. Like, why like, is I, the circle getting smaller? Yeah, why is it contracting? Like, does it, I experimented. I, I thought with it, it was a time thing. Like I thought yeah. it was if the circle gets too small, they're gonna flee. But nope, it just comes back. Like I never. Yeah. Also, like I probably have like done awful things in terms of littering Pokeballs all over the environment of San Francisco <laughs> because like I bought like because like at least the field test. I'm sure it won't be like this in the mm-hmm. final thing. But we get kind of refresh money every day mm-hmm. um, for the store. I'm imagining that won't be in the real yeah, that's game. Probably real money. Um, yeah. 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 So like every yeah, well, day, it might be based on some achievements in the game. I wouldn't be surprised that's if they have some way to give you some money. But I wouldn't be surprised if the majority is money you're paying. Because every morning I would turn it on, it would be like, oh, the professor gave you a gift, and I would have 2,500 coins to spend, and I would just buy like 400 Pokeballs because yeah. you buy them in increments of 100 and then I could just kind of willy-nilly just like, yeah. you know. And, and to make it clear for, was, yeah. for folks, uh, this is a field test, right? And so, but the, even the description of how to catch is very loose. I'm looking at it and there's a screen within the game that says, when a Pokemon appears, throw a Pokeball on it to try and catch it. Like, they don't explain the circle system yeah. to you. So I feel like that's why we were kind of flailing for a little bit. But based on how hard you swipe on your screen depends on, or how far you swipe depends on the velocity and how far the ball travels. Yeah, and then you can put some spin on it. You can throw a curveball at it. Yeah. You actually get style points for for catching them with like a curveball or and a nice throw. I'm confident throw. with it too. Like yeah. it, like those. And when I you just, get a great, you're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. get in there. <laughs> Come on. Well, like, I'm, I'm like, look, I'm on my way to Chipotle. I got, I got to <laughs> do this. Yeah. So if you're like walking with some, like we were walking with one of our coworkers to Bart, and we're like, oh wait, sorry, we got to catch this Pokemon super yeah. fast. L- luckily, <laughs> luckily, we are in the position where our coworkers don't think that's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I can imagine if I were, you know, with people who didn't care about Pokemon or like people who yeah. are like, 
Callie, oh my God, we're going to dinner. Can you? Yeah. Can, can yeah. You're the pallbearer at this funeral. You have to put your phone away. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, but, uh, but there's um, a rare Pokemon. There's yeah. ghost Pokemon at the but funeral. Is, <laughs> you can opt out of the AR stuff if you tap. Uh, so on the screen at the top right, there is a camera button that if you tap, it'll put up a generic day or nighttime background. So it does have right. a nighttime one, and you can just keep walking and just talk, lob Pokeballs at it. The only thing is, lobbing Pokeballs does require you to kind of have some finesse to it. So it's a simple enough input, but it still requires a little bit of skill. Yeah, so like and so you might burn through a lot of Pokeballs. Kind of yeah. hard. I yeah. like that though. It, it's it not, felt that way. It's not yeah. just like an automatic, I pass by Pokemon and now it's mine. Like I like that I have to do something. Yeah. And you feel um, like you earned it. Yeah. I mean, the most interesting thing I've heard was you talking about doing it in a car. Because that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> not driving. She wasn't driving. Yes, I was yeah. not driving. My boyfriend was driving the car. Um, we were going home and... We had stopped just slow enough so that I could tap a Pokemon and try to catch it. And I found like an Onyx. And I was like, you're mine. And so I was facing one way, but we had a really sharp turn. And so the Onyx just like went behind me. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't lose it, which is cool. Um, yeah. So yeah. if you manage to tap one, so if you're like on any sort of public transportation or if somebody else is driving you, don't do it mm. while you're driving. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then you can still catch it. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I I did that while walking too. Like if you like a couple times, I would throw a Pokeball. The Pokemon would get in it, and I'd be waiting for the caught or not caught signal. And then the AR resets. So if I was angled, like I turned a corner, and I did the same thing where like the Pokemon was behind me, and I was kind of like, "Don't judge me, I'm doing this." <laughs> and then it went in the Pokeball, and then when it came out, and I had to do it again, it was yeah. in front of me, like it reset, it reoriented. So um, yeah. that was cool. That's okay, fine. yeah, and and so I just feel like even though it was a slice, and I think collection was probably the most fully featured part of yes. uh, one of the yes. few fully featured parts of the app because uh, field chest didn't include trading but let's transition then over to let's talk about exploring a little bit before we talk about battle because exploring is very important because you have to find and go to Pokestops who wants to define the Pokestops for folks listening go for it yeah so um they decide Pokestops based on uh, Niantic's previous game, Ingress, mm-hmm. uh, kind of this crowdsourced data of important locations in individual neighborhoods. So, <laughs> Randa, shake your hand. I'm not sure why yet. Oh, you'll <laughs> find out. I know why. Oh, I, oh, I remember why. You should know why. <laughs> I know, I know why. But um, usually, usually uh, they're, you know, murals, at least in my neighborhood, it's it's murals, it's historical buildings. Um, there's a lot of murals in Berkeley, so I find a lot of those. Um uh, when I walk around there too, and and when you get there, what do you do at a Pokestop? When you get there, yeah. you, you kind of like flip this coin. It has a, a picture of the real life place, and you get items out of it basically. And so it's kind of like this. Oh, I don't have to pay for all the Pokeballs I use. Like Andrew was saying earlier, you can go to the store buy Pokeballs. You can also earn a couple from Pokestops. Yeah. You and also get your revives that way. Yes, and a few yeah. other things like there's berries. Some berries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of different items that. Yeah, come and out. as you level up, some higher powered items show up. Like I was getting like max potions, for example, yeah. Yeah. which I, was, I wasn't getting before yeah. because you hit yep. a certain level so it looks like that's part of it yeah and i I thought one of the cool things about it is uh, some of them not all of them had uh, little bits of information about the place so Mm -hmm. i was actually learning about the building that has the coffee shop i go to all the time some of them are like really long too like there's one actually right near the office that's like some like monument to a jazz musician i read about it and i was like i didn't know any of this yeah i like yeah so it's interesting and um at least around where i live um, they were really frequent in one direction and really infrequent in another, and it had to do with uh, kind of there was like a there's like a downtown area. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I know people had expressed concerns like, what if I live in a really small town? How am I going to mm-hmm. to um, get 
Pokestops, and I, I think the, the noteworthy thing is at least for our field test, they refresh pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So, like, I could walk away from a Pokestop and then walk back, like, ten minutes later, and I could do it again. Yeah. Yep. No, and you'll get XP from doing that as yeah. well, which is really cool on top of items. Yeah, and it, it, it turned into this fun way to kind of learn more about my neighborhood. Like, I feel yeah. like you I, – I know that was something that, that you had told me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, where I live, uh, I didn't know, for example, there was a school, like, several blocks away in, in like, the – I don't know. I think it was the eastern direction. And I was like, oh, snap, this is cool. Like I didn't know this was all here. Also, I learned some some things have changed in our neighborhood since then, Chris. So, for example, there was uh, this one spot. It was an electric box, um, you know, d- just sort of one that was protected, like covered by the electric company. But it had an R2-D2, like, sort of uh, stencil that was on the back that someone spray painted on. Yeah. I went to that thing, went around the corner. It's been buffered over. Wow. But in the app, it says there's supposed to be an R2 there. And I was just like, oh, they yeah. killed R2. <laughs> it's funny because there's one right now work, too, like, because I've been playing mostly at the office actually i mean mm-hmm. i've been doing my job and working very hard um but yeah there's a it's like rick and morty mural and i walked to it after work uh yesterday and there's totally not a rick and morty it's like so totally you, been pointed over oh, I yeah. Rick and morty. yeah so it's so weird because like that's why i was in the wrong place but no i yeah. like i i'm shocked that like you're not shocked I, i'm it, it'll be better when more people have it because I wonder if if you're like a power user, you'll be able to like take a picture and like redefine a Pokestop or yeah. something. Or will the um, community be able to sort of either redefine them or suggest them? Yeah, in like my tiny town that I'm originally from, I would imagine that like there aren't like landmarks to people not from there, but people who've lived there for like 50 years so are going to be like. I, I can this tell you where story. I'm at uh, in in the East Bay. It's not a huge town, um, and uh, but same kind of I mean, it's near San Francisco and near Oakland, so it's not that bad. But uh, there weren't that many, but like. The post office was one of them, which yeah. every town yeah. have. Or um, there was a, a Denny's, believe it or not, was one of yeah. them. So, for all the Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's if you're really worried, some restaurants will be marked as landmarks, like yes. it was for me. Oh, so yeah. talk about so this. It's really weird. Um, there is a barbecue restaurant somewhat near my house. And one of the landmarks was guns. Because <laughs> yeah, there's like it, a gun display in the barbecue place. It was just like, what? That's so weird. Yeah, 21st like, Amendment guns. was a poke stop, by the way, which yeah, they served yeah. alcohol there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, yeah, yeah, there's so, the kids. There are a few that are weird because there are <laughs> a few a that point. are, um, like around this neighborhood are in gated apartment communities that you yeah. can't get to unless you live in that apartment complex. Mm-hmm. So like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. And so like the ones, so I try to go to that barbecue place and you actually get very close because most of them have a pretty good radius of like, yeah, you don't have to be, like, right in front of it, it usually. Yeah. yeah. There's and one I can get from my apartment, like, in my room. Yeah, and I had to go, like, really far to the rest, like, really close to it to get to the two that were in there. And mm. it was just kind of awkward. I was like, don't think I'm weird. I just need a Max Revive. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't have to be right on top of the Pokestop, which I think you guys have said. You can be across the street or you can be within a certain vicinity. One yeah. thing that was unclear is that underneath your avatar that shows up on a map, everything's displayed to you like some kind of a GPS, but you're not allowed to really scroll in every direction because they don't want you to use it as a GPS. I think they just want you to kind of be aware of what's nearby. Um, is that the circle underneath your character will sometimes expand very wide, and so yeah. you're able to yeah. reach a Pokestop it's fairly quickly. Weird. And then there are others where it's very small. The only other weird thing I have with exploring, by the way, the weirdest bugs I have have been happening downtown. Now, this is a field test, so, of course, the nature of bugs is, is absolutely something that happens with these things. But, like, to see my avatar guy running around the bus <laughs> station yeah. block because the GPS could not find where I was was really weird. Like, I was yeah. like, and I just kept getting Pokestops and kept running by a gym, but I couldn't challenge it because I never stayed there long enough to yeah. do it. So there was that. Yeah, like, uh, the GPS is weird because you can't, like, move it. So, uh, like... 
I don't know. It was weird. Like, I didn't always know, am I going the right direction? I imagine someone who's not from there might be like, wait, is it on this side of the street? Sometimes the my character would walk backwards. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but I'm I, going this way. Exactly. Yeah. I do think, like... It was really valuable for me because um, having gone to school in you know, where I live, um, and I've lived there since I went to school, it's it's really cool to see a different side of that town, yeah. like of that city, because um, I'll walk around and like I can go to the campus and I'm like, oh, they changed that building, they changed that building, and I hadn't done that since I left school, you know? Or I walked on a street I don't normally walk on and I found this beautiful church, like, I, that's what I liked about it is the Pokestops encouraged me to go out of my way, not in an annoying way. Like, I wasn't taking crazy detours. I mean, I could have if I wanted to, but it was more like, oh, I get to go see this beautiful, lovely church that has this, like, heartfelt display outside of it. Well, and I think yeah. that's part of it, too, right? It did feel like a, a reason to go outside and get a little exercise, yeah. but there was a game tied to it. The only other thing I'd heard of that had a sort of a gamified health and fitness angle, and not to say that's what this was going for, but I heard of this app where you're listening to a soundtrack Zombies of around. a zombie apocalypse, and right. every once in a while you got to pick up the pace or you're going to get eaten, which is roughly it, I think. And I was yeah. just like, wait, what? First of all, I thought <laughs> yeah, that I mean, was rad. Like a- Podcasty things on his own, but yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. but that was basically the idea, and I was like, oh, that's that's cool. But this got me walking and, and just exercising and learning a lot more about where I, I live. I literally stopped to smell a rose. Oh, that was really so cute. Yeah, poetic. I love it. Yeah. I love it very much. All right, cool. One final note. Yeah, if you're driving around and trying to get Poké stops or on public transportation, it does not work because you're probably moving too fast, and once you get out of range, it will not let you collect it. That's, yeah, that's important yep. to know. Yeah. yeah, it works for like you were saying earlier, like. If you have even a split second to see a Pokemon, you can get one toss off. And if you're really lucky and get it from that, you can still catch it, even if you're like a mile down the road, theoretically. Yeah. But yeah, Pokestops, you have to kind of linger. Yeah, no, good point. All right, so then let's head over to Battle. Uh, battle is probably the thing that Andrew liked the most, I think, yeah. of this app. And I, the only place that battling exists is at gyms. I feel like battling is weirdly the thing that is probably the most unique to Pokemon Go in some kind of weird way, because obviously, even in core Pokemon games, you're still collecting, you're still stopping by town centers and buying things, and there's like kind of versions of all of that, and obviously gym battles are, are mm-hmm. sort of similar, but the battles themselves are much more specific to mobile, I think. There's... They don't, they're not turn-based, you're not really learning moves, you're not even really doing, uh, worrying about weakness and stuff the way you would. I mean, yeah. I think you are. It's I think still there are weaknesses, there, but, yeah, there's yeah, it's still, still that. Effective but you only have stuff. two moves, so it's not like you can, like, really... And, and that was the only thing, you can switch Pokemon, but... I was confused about how, and I've only done two gym battles, so mm-hmm. I, this is actually something that you guys can probably speak a little better to. But like, the the basics of it's it, not good. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't like it. It's very <laughs> simplified. It's basically you have two moves. One of them is that you can tap, and um, and the battles are real time. They're not turn based, so you can tap and use kind of your weaker attack, or if you hold, you're essentially charging up your stronger special. attack. Yeah, special. And that's attack. the one that tends to be more of like the weakness oriented, yeah. like but use electric. That only charges as you do your basic attack. Yeah. yeah. So once that charges, which is different for every Pokemon, mm-hmm. then you can use it to do your attack. Yeah. yeah. So so then uh, talk about your gym experience. Yeah, so um, changing Pokemon was a hassle. Yeah. Um, so because it is real time, you don't have a second to stop and change. So like you're risking your Pokemon's life if <laughs> you're changing. So yeah. it's like really hard. It's like this one's getting too low. It's like, oh, this is not optimal. It's yeah. like, well, it's probably going to get wrecked while you're trying to change it. So yeah. good luck. Yeah. Um, also, the dodging system is kind of a thing, so you just like swipe, and yeah, all you can your dodge. Pokemon can go either way. But it feels really bad. Like it doesn't 
I didn't really did a few effective dodges mm-hmm. and. Yeah, it, it wasn't like your average QTE where you know, okay, my window is coming up, or even take something take something that's very timing based, like I don't know, like a rhythm heaven mega mix or something, where like you know where the beat is that you have to look for in a song. In in battles, it wasn't clear when was the right time to swipe and move. It it just didn't seem very clear. Yeah, yeah. there's not very good animation cues, which is all right, but it just felt like the dodging that I did because I did like constantly dodge and just didn't feel effective. Yeah. Yeah, when I was trying to do it, I normally screwed it up, and I did like three by mistake. Though when I was trying to hold down to activate a move, I actually kind of swiped it awkwardly, and that mm-hmm. dodged, which yeah. is really weird. So I'm hoping it's just uh, a result of being a field test and not sure. having like all the tutorial pieces in place to kind of teach us how it was supposed to work. Which I'm not sure one way or the other whether it was, but it did feel uh, really simple and and it very different. I think the thing that may have rubbed some of us the wrong way, too, is that it is the only way to battle in the field test. Yeah. So, like, you know, picture a world full of trainers where everyone's carrying around a roster of Pokemon on their phone, but you can't challenge another person in real time. That doesn't seem to be part of Pokemon Go yet, and that's it's something that problem. we'll get to yeah. later, we yeah. hope, will be a part of this, because that's kind of a fun part of the game, right? We locked eyes, and it's like, well, get your phone out, yeah, let's like do this. Yeah, it's time yeah. to go. I've, yeah. only, I've only done that in real life with 3DS once, and that was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, the other thing is, like, I I couldn't practice. I practiced, actually, at a gym far away from stuff, and then I went kind of closer to where things are, and one of the gyms is, like, this pizza place, and it's in the middle of the street, and I can't just stop there. And So uh, there were things that bothered me uh, about that setup where I can't, like, it's not like I'm challenging in a... I, I just really wish I could challenge people and, like, get used to the battle system and... Before I go to someone, like some of the gyms near me were crazy strong. And some and of the gyms aren't exactly they... in the best place. Well, like, that's what of, I mean. Yeah, yeah, like one of mine was like by a highway entrance, mm-hmm. and like, there was no good way to like just stand around. So I just kind of like got by a crosswalk and kind of got in a corner. I just like, yeah. this yeah. in my head, and I'm like, what? It was also I mean, really um, dark, and I was just yeah. like, oh, that's oh, the scary thing. Is like you're like, oh, I wander under a street, I never go down. There's a beautiful church, but it's like, oh, I wandered down a street, I never go down, and I got shot. Like it's like it's like <laughs> you think about. I mean, I didn't. I'm saying hypothetically, like. It is uh, worth thinking about, like, where this stuff is. And I think the battle system is weird to me because, I mean, you started this by saying it's Mm -hmm. the thing I like the most. It's more that, like, the battles themselves aren't really what I like. It's sort of the break in monotony is what I like. Because I think for me, like, I love Pokemon games. I've played every core Pokemon game except Black and White. But I I always, like, I never complete the Pokedex. Like, for me, it's more about, like, that RPG stuff and picking my party and leveling them up really high and taking on the hard stuff. So this game, like, the collecting stuff is fun, yeah. but, like, the idea of battling and taking over gyms is kind of more up my alley. I just wish, like you're saying, that you could do it more. Like, I wish, even yeah. if it was against bots or just something. Yeah, yeah. and I think I think yeah, as part of the field test, they wanted you to just throw yourself at the mercy of a gym. But I think that when you encounter some of these gyms that the Pokemon are that powerful, mm-hmm. it's kind of a turnoff. So I did take a gym. I, uh, I walked far enough and found one that I was like, okay, this looks safe. I could probably take this one. And uh, my first gym battle ended in defeat because apparently it seemed to be a one-on-one situation and it wasn't clear to me that I had a party. Then on the next gym battle, I actually had a, a roster of six and I was able to swipe, yeah, swap them in and out. That happened to me too. Like I don't know what happened, but I only win with one Pokemon when you're supposed to have six. Yes, that's what kept yeah. happening to me. So you can swap between them. So I set up six. I set up my first, swapped yeah. between several because the fight was continuing. Um, but the minute a Pokemon fades, so when I had the one-on-one battle and my Pokemon fainted, 
the the gym run was over. Like it's yeah. like okay, you you failed. That's it. And you'd have to use the revive to wake up the Pokemon, etc., etc., etc. Whereas the second time, I had my party of six, and I went through two, and I just blazed through all three, and I stayed there to take over that spot until I took it from the red team and then put my own Pokemon there in its place. And that's where this weird meta game sort of changes too, because you're depositing one of your Pokemon as a gym leader there, mm-hmm. and the reputation of that poke of that gym will increase over time. But you don't want to give them a good one. So yeah, that's the hard like, thing. That was right? the hard thing it's for me. Like, I didn't want to give hey, up a give good up Pokemon. Your best friend, supposedly, if your strongest Pokemon happens to be your favorite. Yeah. Then it's like, hey, you don't want to leave some, one of your weaker ones yeah. there. Like and you, you still can, own it, but... and it shows up on your screen every day, and it'll be returned to you if it gets kicked out of the gym, which is possible. Yeah. But in the field test, it wasn't a really clear sign of which way that would go. Um, but that said, I, I did enjoy what I played of the battles. I felt like they were really simple, but I also felt like, okay, this is the only form of battle I see in this game, and so I'm okay with this. I just need more gyms that I feel like I have a chance with for yeah. me to really enjoy this. And right now, during the field test, I didn't have that, especially the one by the the office, which is yeah. a terrifying gym. Yeah. Like, yeah. Niantic yeah. must have taken over that gym like a hundred times. Yeah, because they're all like the, the <laughs> pretty strong. Even the lower level Pokemon in there. I mean, I say level; it's more the lower combat points Pokemon. Yeah, yeah that's like say. how you determine the strength yeah, of the Pokemon. Yeah, there's the no leveling for your Pokemon. You can strengthen them by powering them up, and you power them up by using candies. And the only way you get candies is by continuing to capture that type of yeah. Pokemon, yep. which also trader, makes some of them feel disposable. You have a level, and they have combat points and and hit points. And I think that as far as I saw, and correct me if you guys figured this out faster than I did, I think the levels are just to unlock sort of items and abilities yeah. for yourself so far, rather yeah. than for like your strength or anything like uh, that. Yeah, and, and I think uh, I just realized this. Um, it's also worth noting that you can join up with people to yeah. challenge a gym. That's right. So I think that might also have impacted our experiences. Like we yeah. couldn't all get together and like, I mean, maybe if we went out right now and challenged that gym, And we could. I would st- we'd and probably that's what Ingress is, right? I believe Ingress yeah, is. Yeah, no, you're happy. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. part yeah. of the first trailer, right? Yeah. Like a bunch yeah. of oh, right. like New York. Like, we're oh, that was a raid. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's still like, they're super hush-hush about where raids are, but that well, was what yeah. you're talking about. And we should mention the very first thing you do after you design your character and pick clothing and stuff is you pick a team. And there's there's four, I think, three colors. Three colors. Yeah, primary colors. So you pick, like, we're blue, and then you're yellow, she's red. Yeah, so it's like, we're good, but like, we're going to take over the world. Exactly. I took over a blue gym. So oh, not man. Oh. Fell out. But where's, your, the, where's your neighborhood again? No, <laughs> the, tour, um, the tour that you and I took, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter if you're on separate teams. Oh, I, wow. Yeah, and you can challenge a gym. You don't have to like take it over, but you can weaken the yeah, gym Yeah, you're, you're both weakening right. that gym. So, that's correct. Yeah, so wow. it's something that I think... Because like, right now, uh, I could see myself playing this game without ever doing battle because yeah. I do the hardcore, hardcore battle thing on 3DS. So I, don't need, yeah. I don't need another battle system to... That, that I, it's just not really my style. Um, That's 700 I, Pokemon to catch again. I, you, yeah. you have plenty to I look forward to. I do that <laughs> hardcore IV breeding stuff. I don't need. I don't need to, <laughs> to do it. Yeah. Uh, but I can see myself enjoying it a lot more and actually going out and challenging gyms if I could recruit like a couple people and be like, yo, also, let's all go. To mention what we mean to take down a gym is like your each gym level has prestige that you can train, so you can go to, take your Pokemon and battle your Pokemon that you've stationed at a gym. And raise the level of the gym by just like defeating your Pokemon, which is really weird. Yep. But enemies can go, and if they defeat the trainers that are there, then you lower the prestige. They lower level. The you prestige have to lower enough. it to zero yeah. in order to take it over. And so yeah. it could be like up to two thousand. You only lower it like 
maybe a few hundred every time. Do you get yeah, that Pokemon back? Yeah, you do. Yes. I, okay. I mentioned earlier, yes. you don't yeah. get it back until it gets kicked out of that gym. Yeah, yeah. so that's and how it appears back in your inventory. Oh, it's always on your screen. It just has an icon of a gym over uh, okay. to the, like the left. Of so it. you don't have yeah. to physically go back to that gym to get it. Like, no, okay. you do not. No, uh, you never do. And if Pokemon. you have Pokemon <laughs> that you install that gym, so let's say you find a gym that only had one Pokemon, you're able to add yours to that list. Uh, you're able to ask for a defender bonus every day that that Pokemon is yeah. still at that gym. So every morning I wow. wake up and I get some XP for doing yeah. that, and I get some some. I don't know if that might be also tied to the money. Like I'm not sure. That's pretty cool. Game I wonder what the range is. I wonder if I'm like if I'm on vacation in New York and I do that. I, I think, think, I think it would. Yeah, because it's just awesome. GPS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that shouldn't cool. be hard. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, and it's it's uh, overall like it, it's a pretty solid performing app. I mean, we had a few bugs, you know, we saw a few things, no GPS found, but this is what field tests are for. Horrific, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was pretty smooth sailing. Just a couple, there were like visual bugs that didn't affect. Like sometimes yeah. the Pokeball would disappear. Yep, um, this was a few times. Yeah, a couple times, um, but I would still end up catching the Pokemon, and I would get the Gotcha at the bottom, yeah. and I'd be like, oh, okay, the AR thing just messed up a little yeah. bit, but it's not a big deal. So the weirdest thing I've run into though in areas with low signal which is where i'm at in the east bay signal strength is terrible it is so bad mm-hmm. um i ran into a problem where on a block where there was only one signal no- node left and i love how you guys are playing pokemon go now stop we're gonna wrap up soon i promise um i ran into this problem where i was trying to catch pidgeotto and it was in the middle of the animation and everything froze because gps was struggling oh, to keep yeah. up and I wish that the app would settle that itself. I don't know what's happening there. So I'm not going to pretend or play backseat game designer or know what's happening. But I do know that it bugged out to the point where I had to close the app. But then luckily when I opened it again, for whatever reason, I caught that Pidgeotto. So I Yay. was happy about that. So it had a happy ending, but it I, was a weird situation of like, oh, what's going to happen? I don't know. I do love that feeling of when you missed one and then you get it. It's like, oh, like it was the one that got away. But yeah, no. they tease you a little bit too. Like I saw a Taurus around the office and then it kept getting away. And then at the bus, all of a sudden, like, oh, I got you. That's it. Yeah. Caught. Yeah. So then what do we want to see for the future? Pokemon Go, we've played it for a couple of days now. We definitely need to spend a little bit more time with Battle, it sounds. But overall, what, what are some things we want to see down the line? So trading. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. my only one. Yep. Um, that's my the biggest one. Yeah. biggest thing, actually, is not trading, but more of like spending time with your Pokemon somehow. Yeah. Because like this <gasps> is... Pokemon me. You have your Pokemon in your pocket. But like, well, I can't... I can just look at them, but not interact with them. I can touch, like tap it, and they'll make their, their cry. But... That's it. And there's already been a Pokedex app on iOS that did that. Like that's the weird thing. Like I like like yeah, the Pokemon to me idea of like being able to like make them happy or like yeah. even if you could raise one CP a day by just being cute to them or something but, like, would be a cool you know, idea. Petting them cute, or yeah. something like if Taking you find photos if you want to take photos yeah, in like real locations yeah. with that's them. That's such a yeah. big yeah. thing too, is like we have this AR and like I can't take photos of my Pokemon in my apartment. Because I've already caught them, so that's poke, it. Poke a selfie? Yeah, yeah like a Pikachu sort of. hanging out on or the just couch Mitomo, with all my other Pikachu plushes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would be awesome if they put like the photo stuff from Mitomo into Pokemon Go, exactly. where it's like you can go to your Pokedex and you can kind of like position them on like a, either an AR background or in, like a still image background from your phone. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, try something like that just to increase that sort of activity. Yeah. Yeah. That's really that's a really good idea. Yeah, so the I interaction just, aspect, the shareability of like be, taking a picture with them. Yeah, yeah. I also I feel like that's also sorry because you said yeah. shareability, but uh, sort of Twitter or Facebook or some kind of integration. I feel like that's also a missing thing. I feel like some games yeah. that tend to either 
be something that correlates to real world or just something that you feel comfortable sharing on either Facebook or Twitter. Like, it's very cool to be able to just toss that out there through the app itself. And so far, the field test version didn't have any of that. Yeah. It's Games I are mean, very social today. Let's right. face it, I feel right? weird bringing yeah. it up again, but Bitomo is that perfect example of like, yeah. you, you take a me photo and you share it on Twitter and it's like a yeah. funny little cute I thing. Just, I want to be closer to my Pokemon. I think like that's what you get through a bunch of battles and stuff over the course of a game is like mm-hmm. even newer ones have like ways you can interact with your Pokemon. Um, it's just like just something so that I can care for them a little bit more than aside from just like going to a gym and like, well, here, I'm going to throw you at it. Okay, bye. Yeah, like like right now, so. uh, you know, I caught uh, a bunch of Pidgeys like you did, Andrew, and like I just ended up transferring them all to the professor because I was farming. You get like Pidgey candies, like you get like these candies that help you power them up and stuff. Yeah. So I was just they were like somewhat disposable mm-hmm. which yeah. is not at all, all how i treat every pokemon i catch i nickname like i do not treat They're like your babies yeah like even I, your your first hour pokemon that you're not going to have at hour 20 or 30 i nickname every pokemon mm-hmm. that isn't a repeat that i'm catching or breeding okay um so like every first pokemon i catch um of a, of a species i nickname so that felt more impersonal i would also like to see that the and an aspect of like Here's me with my Clefairy in my apartment that I cleaned. Like, yeah, and I, I think <laughs> what I'm, I think what's missing from it is sort of that sense of like identity and this is mine part of it, which is like I would love to be able to when I'm home I can like put a pin down and that's home base and like if I'm at home base then like I can train battle I can um, That'd be really like cool. Pokemon Center style recover everybody. Or think like, of them uh, transfer it to an idea they tried uh, at least on on both uh, GBA and 3DS but secret bases. Yeah, secret yeah. bases. Yeah. Totally. Secret bases uh, totally. that ended up happening. Um, yeah, and and you know when we had our Pokemon tour, Niantic made it clear that there is sort of a, a pipeline for this. Personally, I think that what we played in the field test was something that you see in the app world called uh, MVP, like a minimum viable product. Just sort of trying different ideas and having something to ship that then you're going to grow and add features to. And they made it very clear to us that there's a, a roadmap for this thing. As w- even in our office, our, our app team has a roadmap for the IGN app, for example. And so something like trading is already on that list. But something like trainers battling each other, I've never heard them talk about that. Mm, yeah. So yeah. I do hope that uh, something like that is being considered. But you can't help but notice, uh, or at least I can't, and I'm sure you guys would agree with this, that they are deliberately going a very different route from the 3DS experience, the, sure. the Nintendo device experience of Pokemon. Um, and I think in some ways they're succeeding, but in others, they're changing the rules in a way that I'm not sure I'm on board yet, but I'm curious to learn more yeah, after this yeah. field test. I'm open-minded. I think uh, it makes sense that they wouldn't want to just recreate the experience on, on mobile that you can get elsewhere. Um I do think that one of the things they, they stress to us is that this is like a get out and talk to people kind of social kind of goal they have that Niantic as a company has with the experiences they want to create. And it, ju- it just is weird to me that there isn't like a yeah, more shareable or yeah, more connection aspect. Look at the most recent commercial for Sun and Moon. Like they're, the way you do the social stuff is the trading and the battling. Yeah. And, and so I think the sharing on social or taking pictures and then also not yet having trading yeah, but, are two big misses. For yeah. Me. But just in mind with that commercial i mean the one thing that i feel has happened as a result of this app is that we have all been talking a lot more about it like sure. yeah. we've oh, had this very this long t- yeah, text message chain where we're sending each other photos yeah. yeah that was andrew, a good time andrew named the thread and put emojis in the name that's how much we've been talking <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no and it's been like since saturday it's just been photo photo i saw this i saw that i so, got this and yeah. it was just this cool thread of things of stories we're sharing with each other i feel 
Yeah, I yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Is maybe just not the game sharing. needs to do more of it, but yeah. we, the social side is definitely there. The quieter side of sharing, rather than blasting it out on on Facebook or Twitter. Not that there's a problem with that, but just a different kind of sharing where yeah, it's the like personal, like, uh, like an interpersonal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because that's standard now, even in console games, like yeah. let alone like on mobile games, especially standard. But like even from Miiverse or from Xbox One or from PS4, PS4 like yeah. it's so easy yeah, to do that Yeah, but Pokemon games are still dodging that. Like even sure. Pokemon X and Y and Pokemon Omega Ruby, Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, Miiverse integration is not putting up screenshots I and agree. telling your experience. They're very much still like, we want yeah. you to not really... Give that feels like away. even more of a reason for this to do it because, like, like again, but it, it is, is a overseen by the same people who That's are true. instituting those rules. So yeah. I almost yeah. wonder: is that a Pokemon Company thing, or is that a Niantic thing? Yeah. I'd be curious. I, I would guess it's not a Niantic thing. Not yeah. wanting yeah. kids to encounter things they shouldn't. Find sure, yeah. Yeah. That's always yeah. the concern, right? Which is yeah, I mean, I understand that, but also I get frustrated because I'm like, I'm not a kid. I can <laughs> yeah, handle it. Yeah. And you could do safeguards. You could do safeguards know. where it's like, yeah. if you tweet a picture, it has to be with a static background that's preset or something. So it's like, at least it's baby steps where there's not going to be like someone naked in the background or something. <laughs> like, or put that power in parents' hands so they can yeah. at least make those calls for that kid because they're ultimately, ultimately the gatekeeper responsible, yeah, like which I feel you, like that's yeah. part of that to responsibility. Put your age and stuff. So, I mean, it does have those rules, but anyone can put whatever age. Yeah, no. To be yeah, real. And that's, I think, uh, that's just standard. That? Uh, oh, I don't know. People Maybe lie on the internet? 12 year old me? was <laughs> <laughs> not yet 13. Secrets. Coming well, out. Next year. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think overall, though, the, uh, this has been a great, great conversation with highs and lows, but I feel like overall we, we've been satisfied. Yes. We had a good time. Oh, I'm fun. excited for it to yeah. launch officially. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't want to let it go. Like, I please know. don't yeah, leave we're losing me. all, all of our progress. That's why, that's why I didn't go My out more. On. I didn't go out more because I was like, I'm going to lose it, and I'm going to go real hard when it comes out officially. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. lose all of my personal I'm going to do the inverse. It's going to come out, and I'm going to take it slow this time, <laughs> and just like, oh, I found this. Look how cool. And you guys have like 100 Pokemon. I'm like, with two. Yeah, I'm like, I <laughs> caught Mew. And yeah. you're like, no, you didn't, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, uh, thank you for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. We are a weekly show on IGN. Thank you guys for coming on to to join us and, and to definitely make this uh, more insightful. This has been a long episode, so quick things for you. Uh, number one, leave us feedback. Go head on over over to iTunes and leave us a review or email us at mvc at IGN.com. Uh, what else could they do? They can come they check can out. They can go to the YouTube channel, which yeah, is... which we mentioned at the top of the show. Oh, uh, YouTube.com slash Nintendo Wish Chat. Always a good yep. reminder. Always yep. a good reminder to have that twice. Uh, and then uh, come on over to IGN <laughs> and uh, check out what we make here. <laughs> Lastly, you can find all of the people in this room on Twitter. You can find Miranda Sanchez at... Have it grows, have it with a K. You can find Callie Plaguey at... Inky Dojiko, I-N-K-Y-D-O-J-I-K-K-O. And you find Andrew Gofarbat. Garfep. With that P at the end. <laughs> I don't have like a cute. Mine's not cute. I just spelled it wrong when I was a kid. <laughs> and you can find myself, Jose underscore Otero, on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening, watching. We will be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat.